he confronted okay. her about this review and they were like shouting or whatever and he took out um, a bag of his dog's shit a little baggie nah. and smeared it on her face nah. on her cheek no way he just grabbed it and went Should we begin? I think we're all recording. Yes. We don't have Sophia here to check that everything's good. So if there's something that's wrong, blame Sophia. Everyone message Sophia and say it's your fault. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to the capsule. Uh, it's just us three here. There's no one else. It feels weird without Sophia here. There's no audience to like sit there. There's an, just an empty corner now with blankets. Well, we can pretend. Oh, is that where she normally sits? Yeah. We just set her up with all the equipment. We can just pretend. But Sophia thought, oh, I need to get a degree. My education and future is more important than your podcast. All right, we get it. Good, Sophia. No, not Stay good. in school. Drop out. Drop out and be a podcaster. It's gotten me so far. <laughs> um, moving on swiftly. Welcome to the capsule, everyone. Um, we have two special guests in the building, as we always do, actually. But we have another two special guests, let's say. Um, I feel like Sean doesn't have a last name. It's Sean Plague. Yeah. Sean Plague, Sean Aim Collective, Sean Amy, the infamous Sean, Sean with the popping class, Sean on Tuesdays at base, Sean on Tuesdays at base. That's right. his full name, actually. Yeah. Sean on Tuesdays at base play, Five. Amy. Seven. Nine until nine. Yeah, yeah I saved it. You flopped. I did. Oh, what time? What time is it? Until eight thirty. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh. You flopped also. I flopped as well. It's okay. No, but you got the start time. Yeah. True. Okay. Fine. Um, and we also have. The wonderful, the amazing, the the the, the newest locker on the block, huh? Yeah, you're doing Yo. too much. You're doing too much. Doing too much? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Move on. Move I've got some some woman, some woman here. Chand, how, what's your what is even your last name? I don't know. I don't even know your last name. Um, it's okay. We don't need to know. Oh yeah, we're we not saying last names. That's fine. Even if it's on your Instagram. Is it? I don't know. Is it? No. Okay. Well, then that's all, all right. All right. Then. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for people listening and not watching, we have Chandani in the building. Um, how would you introduce yourself to people that don't know you as a dancer? Hello, I'm Chandani and I'm a dancer. Cool. What style would you do? You enter experimental categories. I do enter experimental battles without socks and shoes. Yes, you do. Sometimes. Isn't that the rules? Not really. You have to not have shoes on. Really? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, dancing, different styles, contemporary, classical Indian dance, Bharatanatyam, locking, I'd say. There we go. <laughs> About time. Um, and yeah, I think everybody knows Sean, but if you don't, uh, one of, I reckon, like I always say like my generation, but then I feel weird saying that because I feel like you did more before I did, if that makes sense. But like we're similar like age in the scene yeah. in terms of battles. But in terms of, yeah. that's also why it feels weird because in terms of like choreo and stuff, you were uh, around before me, I think, by quite a bit. I think, um, when was your first battle? 2009? Yeah, about then. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, so we had our first battle in the same year. Yeah, true. But I started dancing in 2000, so. Yeah, so way before. Yeah, I think yeah. I started in 2007, so. You're yeah, so yeah. old. 
Jesus Christ. Sorry. You're just late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. Are we old or are we well seasoned? Fine wine. Old. Sorry, moving on. Aged meat. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I couldn't think of another one. All right, guys. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. So that is our guests. Um, also, so many people asked us. We're going to get to audience questions later. But so many people asked us about um, locking because they knew you'd be on. Woo! Mm. The two questions we got for Sean was like locking and new gen stuff. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they were like, we want you to speak on it. But um, yeah, we're going to get to audience questions. Let's start. Usually Sophia does this part, but let's start with some news. Um, just because we do a little roundup every week of news and stuff that's happening in the scene it's probably a lot less comprehensive because like i said sophia isn't here but first off um shout out to everyone who is in japan for the wdsf world series in japan um there i don't know everyone that's out there but i know for sure breaking gb have taken i think emma sunny karam and roxy to do the the battles out there i know there's some other people that have flown out there i think spin is one of the judges i want to say i've no idea um and yeah so it's like this year so here's the thing i did try and do some research for this podcast on the qualification system for the wdsf uh break-in for the olympics now having done a little bit of research it turns out that i have grossly underestimated how much time it's going to take to understand this <laughs> and uh yeah a couple of voice notes back and forth with rob are not quite enough for me to grasp everything that's happening but it's coming i'm gonna um gather some more information so we can kind of talk about what the process is for these people um obviously there's more than just the breaking gb squad who are trying to qualify for the olympics um but yeah just i think it's important for the breakers to know, which hopefully they do and they're educating themselves before I get to it. But also just for us watching along, you know, um, if we can kind of understand why they're doing all these things and traveling to all these countries and trying to get points, et cetera, and where everyone ranks, mm-hmm. um, then that will help. Cause like, let's say in Manchester last year, um, Karam got to the finals in Manchester and it was really cool for the fact that he got to the finals, but it's also really cool for the fact of how many points that gained him to towards qualifying for the stuff that's going to qualify you towards the Olympics. Um, so yeah, the more I can help to shed some light on that, I will, but yeah, just good luck to all of them. Hopefully there'll be some good results. It may be, I don't know exactly when the battles are, so it might be out by the time this is out, but if not, shout out to you guys. Yeah. I've just messaged Roxy right now. Just Oh, to see. No, nah, not, nothing to do with that, oh. just memes and shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but she's replying, so I'm guessing she ain't busy at, okay. in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> she's supposed to be, she's like at the battle, just like while the opponent's yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other one is, uh, we have a battle coming up. We've announced a lot of the battles, Just Jam. Um, there's a few others on last week's pod, but um, there's one called Vibe Connection coming up. Um, which will be in Manchester um, on the 30th of April. And I don't think we've spoken about it yet. So check out vibe.connection on Instagram, uh, break in hip hop and pop in 1v1s. And yeah, 30th of April. So that's going to be happening as well as all the other events that we've spoken about that hopefully you already know about now. Mm-hmm. Groovenometry, etc. Do you have one? one? Go on, hit it. I think this is Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. 
you go. Go, no, no, no. I don't tell know them anything. all I don't about know it. I've got one more to announce as I well. I actually don't know a load about it. However, I am actually having lunch with the organizer tomorrow. So hopefully next okay. week I'll be back with way more info. But next it's week. called, yeah, same, same but different. Same but different. Um, it's a concept that they started at OSA, which is the dance school in um, Sweden and uh, a lot of people go to so they put an open call out for dancers but all the information i have so far is that they want to kind of create battles that like people outside the dance scene can appreciate which i am very much here for big fun so yeah i'll get some more information we'll be back but definitely check out what's the instagram same but different battle yep um 8th of march 8th is when the actual battle is yeah yeah 8th of info march next week Cool, and I will almost definitely be there. Oh, I actually have another one. Is that in London? For Sean, yes, in London. To his in Stratford, actually. Another one that I am yet to get information on, um, but there's Movement Factory are doing a showcase on the 10th of March. Um, it looks to be quite fun. Uh, I'm just trying to get, it's called Get It On The Floor Dance Showcase 2023. Get It On The Floor. Um, Lightfeet UK performing, Princess K, Elements Youth. Uh, I'm not going to read every single person of these, but um, yeah, Elise Antonia is performing. Um, yeah, so it looks like it should be good. It's at Hackney Empire, which is an old uh venue yeah, where we used to perform a lot um for what was the name of that one at Hackney Empire um Boroughs United Boroughs United Battle of the Boroughs yeah I'm sure there was other yeah. ones as well but um yeah great venue and uh, nice to see that there's still stuff going on there I'll most probably be there um it's funny like that's that's when we used to compete with like showcase performances more than like 1v1 battles yeah 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 you know we talk about it with Tally a little bit but like yeah. how the the tech run was always like you wanted yeah, to like yeah, proper, because yeah. it was only the dancers there. So you proper wanted to go in on the tech run and be like, oh, yeah, Boy Blue are here. Like fucking Plague are here. Mm. Let me show them mm. our, our stuff. We had fun, all right? Yeah, we, well, we were young as well. Good old days. Yeah, man. Must have been like, oh, I was like 18. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. Oh, what yeah. was your one? So AIM Collective are doing. Oh, let's go. The AIM Connective Edition 2. So last year we had the AIM Connective, which was the takeover at East London Dance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we're doing the second edition on this time it's just a battle so it's going to be on the 18th of march so the 18th is going to be the battle and 19th is going to be workshops sick so do um, we have any do you have any um staffing uh announcements can you tell us who's judging etc or is that being saved for the yeah, 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 we'll reveal that in a bit. Okay, okay cool. Okay. And what about styles and stuff? Or So it's going to be 1v1 hip-hop and 1v1 popping. Nice. Kingdom's League? Kingdom's League. Let's Ooh. go. Yeah. So right, it's going to cool. be the second event of the Kingdom's League for mm-hmm. this year. Sick. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So we underway. Cool. Perfect. Let's, yeah, that will be dope. I'll be there for sure. I've got, I just put it in my diary. Um, and yeah, so last thing is, do you know much about Mother Funk's uh, mentorship that she's put out? Mm. Yeah, I've been speaking to her about uh, the idea. Mm-hmm. So um, it's looking good. Yeah. She said she's had loads of interest. So It's for uh, young female dancers, right? Yeah. And so I thought I thought she was targeting at, at women in general, but it seems like it's more towards the younger ones. Ah, okay. So um, That's smart. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And it's kind of like a, she, you get a check-in once a week or one, how often is it? Yeah, so there's different packages that she's done, which is, 
one's more like a full pack and then one's mm. like i guess a bit less yeah. so different prices for those as well and um if you do the full pack then you get more access sure so you get the, the video analysis and you get the, the tutorials and the history and um feedback Sick. and you know a bit more intimate training so you can kind of like show her videos and stuff and get like yeah, feedback yeah. on what you've done and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's dope. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially good, like, good uh, yeah. And like, um, kind of doing the mentorship thing as I think I, I spoke about this quite a few times on the pod, but I think the way you guys in general have done stuff in terms of the education has been really good. Like you've had your weekly class for quite a while. I don't know how long it's been that you've been doing that. It's been a minute. 2012. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a while. Mm. Um, but I think in terms of like, let's say the the AIM workshops that you do and like including the battle stuff in the workshops and then doing it as like one-offs and then even with this, with um, the motherfunks like mentorship thing, mm -hmm. it's like, I think it's the right way to go about learning. Like we have a billion classes in London, you know, and it's like to be able to commit to like every week going to a class at the same place, like, and also having to commit, but then you... um have to also understand that the teacher has to cater for everyone in the room. Yeah. So it's like me, if I trained with you every week, it'd be very different to if I went to your class, every yeah, yeah, week, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'd get different stuff out of it. So I think stuff like the workshops enables you to kind of cater to who's in the room. And also this mentorship thing where it's like, she can really give you like feedback and that would be yeah, yeah. so different from just doing a class with her, you know, which yeah, I think it's a lot is more personal. So yeah, go and check that out. Um, is it only for poppers? <clears throat> it's a popping mentorship. Okay. Yeah. Popper mentorship, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. And I think that's good as well, because there's been a lot of talk in the past about um, women in popping and, you know, it being a more male dominated thing. And yeah, I think yeah. it's great what you've done in the sense of having AIM where you have this kind of female collective. But it's also even better, like having it from the people, like from the women to support women, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good, especially when when she focuses on like the younger generation, because mm. with people like Mother Funk, they, like people look look up to her so when when it's aimed to young people it's like oh I, it's like more accessible yeah you know rather than wow i could never be that but it's yeah yeah like closing yeah. the gap kind of thing yeah yeah i think <coughs> i think it's cool because i know even with myself like some people are i don't know why but some people are a bit intimidated to come maybe to learn from me that was me like in class that was me for or sure in, in yeah person. yeah no, like in class and also like like personally mm. yeah so why, I'm, why I'm not, i know i got I don't have any particular people in mind, but I get a feeling that there's people that that feel a bit intimidated to come to my class. Mm. Mm. Well, classes it can be a bit hard, especially like if it's a big class like yours. I feel mm. like it can be hard for people to f like because when you're outside of it and you don't go there, you might think it looks daunting. Yeah, and I yeah. what is really stupid is that not calling people stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> but if you like because people think oh i'm not good at popping therefore i can't go to his class and yeah, it's yeah. like that's so reverse it's like the point of going to a class is that to get good yeah if you go to a class and you can kill it like why are you yeah. there you're yeah. getting less yeah. out of it than the person that has no idea yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. it's like going to the gym and you're like super ripped it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. fine if you're going there to maintain but the person that's like really out of shape is gaining more from being at the gym every week than yeah. you are they need it maybe. more than you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um why did you find sean intimidating because yeah, he's much, you much taller what, than you. What, what are we talking about right now? When, <laughs> Let's break that down. Ooh, um, before, you know, before we started training, yeah. when I messaged you, I was like, oh my God, what if he's going to be like, leave me on red? What did you say to start training? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, you should have seen me sending that message. I was like checking every time if you replied or not. I was like, oh my God. Because we never really spoken before. Yeah. Before that message. Yeah. And I just messaged him being like, hello, I'm really interested in looking. Aww. Yeah. Can you please mentor me? Yeah. What was your honest thoughts? Were you like? He said, no, on, only if you're very serious. That's very fair. <laughs> that is something, wait, I'll, yeah. I, you can definitely say more on this if you want to, but <laughs> I will say it from me. One thing is that people, and I, I think it's like young people who think that they, 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 they get told when they're younger, and I'm not saying this is you, but they get told mm. when they're younger, like you have to grasp every opportunity. You have to go, it's a cutthroat industry. It's really hard, which is all true. However, they think that they need to like jump on every single opportunity possible. And what happens is that inevitably you can't keep up with everything and you start like dropping out or being flaky because you're just trying to do everything at once. And I yeah. think that can sometimes be worse than just not like being or really choosy. Yeah. Because it's like people are like, Oh, I'm going to be mentored by Sean. I'm going to go to this class every week. I'm going to learn this stuff. I'm going to become a breaker. I'm going to become a yeah. choreo. And then it's like you, you start flaking on people. You start not coming to class and then your skills vary. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think, and also it's a waste of time for teacher. And this is why I think a lot of people, I, I mean, even from like my experience or what Jenna's said, there's London people tend to be pretty helpful if you ask them for help. Yeah. However, this is where those type of mentalities come from when people are like, oh, I haven't got time for this shit. It's mm-hmm. because they don't trust that you're going to be there every weekend. And it's yeah. like, if you're going out of your way to mentor someone and then yeah. they're just flaking. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, I help you for like four months all the time. And then it's just, you're like, ah, I don't really like locking anymore. Bye. You know, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like, you're allowed to change your mind. You but are. Think, gonna, it, think about it a little it's gonna bit. It's going to get on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so when, I get that. With Chan, um, I think when you messaged me, <laughs> I was, let me think. I was, I was happy that you reached out first of all. Secondly, I think, what did I say to you? I said, you need to be ready to teach when the time's right. You need to battle yeah. because that's like, you just have to. Mm. You have to give back to battles and mm. build in that way. Yeah. Um, but you were very serious. It was like, it was more of a, a, not business, but kind of, you were like, you said, yes, no, but you have to be like serious. Like, like only yeah. if you are really going to make use of this, then yes. But yeah, don't waste my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for me, especially if I'm going to work with you one-to-one and for this is for anybody. Um, it's not so much about what you're paying me or money or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's more about what I'm giving to you and, and the time and the investment because <coughs> the, the money doesn't really replace the time mm-hmm. and the amount of investment I'm putting into you. So, um, cause you also probably, doing more than just the hours teaching it's yeah. like yeah, talking yeah, yeah. and sure. sharing videos and all that yeah, yeah yeah but that helps like knowing your investment helps me like wanting to even be better and like yeah, yeah. wanting to make sure that it's worth your time if that makes sense it's yeah, not yeah. just like oh i'm gonna go to class and i'll decide like how much i want to give like no i know that you're investing so i'm investing mm-hmm. even more if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's good um yeah we'll get more into the the locking stuff later but um yeah, I think that's an important thing is like, it's like be, take your time to understand what opportunities you want to ask people for. Cause sure. that's like, once you've done it, it's too late. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once you know, you've wasted someone time, they you know, don't remember. Some it. people, this is a funny one. Some people think they want to do something until they get started and they realize they don't really have. It's hard. Yeah. They don't have the capacity to keep it going. Yeah. yeah. And there's like certain places to try stuff out. Like, yeah. I would say, say it's like, rather than asking you to mentor me and pop in, 
I would go to your class first and be like, do I love this? Like, let me go to the class for like six months every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then if I'm like, I love this and I'm not getting enough more. out of it, I need more, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, it's like when I, I think it's a little bit different for me because I was more of a, let's say, mature student. But when I kind of started training more seriously and popping, I didn't really ask anyone, or I did at the very beginning, I, I asked a couple of people for advice, but it's like after a certain period, I was like, right, let me just, work on my shit Mm -hmm. and make sure I'm committed to what I'm doing, make sure I'm going to enter battles and see actually where I'm at Mm -hmm. for a while before I really try and like change my dance and like ask people for advice. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like make, you know, send when I'm sending people videos and saying, can you give me feedback and stuff? It's like, let me make sure I want to do this rather than just like, Oh, I want some, um, I want to feel good because I want someone to say, Oh, you're actually pretty good at pop. You know what I mean? Like, and I think even when I did, I was really careful about who I went to, if you know what I mean. It's people that mm-hmm. I knew personally or who knew my journey and weren't going to just, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I'm not yeah. wasting everybody's time yeah, for yeah, no yeah. reason. I'm being like as careful as I can with who I'm interacting with. And I think that's that's important as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, not waste people's time. Man. Yeah, because it's also like you, you are Sean, but it's like, it might be that you could have asked someone else and like they weren't the right teacher for you or the right person that you wanted to learn from, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like important to know who you're learning from as well as the thing that you're learning. Definitely. I think just asking someone because they're like popular or something, it's, yeah. not, it's not a good reason. Yeah. I feel like you need to know why you're asking someone in particular. Yeah. And like... Wait, 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 wait. So why why did you ask me then? Oh, Cause just because you're popular. Because you're popular, <laughs> yeah. Because you're popular. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, out here. Joke, joke. No, I think because I I heard about like the way that you mentor people and the kind of um, I don't know English, man. What do you mean you don't know English? <laughs> the kind of just say stuff, the, if the not fig- just a, a good reputation. No, yeah, the fig the figure like the kind of the way that you mentor is is like okay more than just dancing, if that makes sense. Who okay. told you that? Peoples. Who Peoples. name and shame? Okay. Um, well, yeah, we'll get on to definitely. Well, I mean, yeah, we can talk about the topic of lock in now, I guess. Why not? Because so many people wanted you guys to speak on that. But um, we'll, we'll touch on it a little bit with the questions. But A, I want to know why did you want to learn lock in? And B, I want you to tell me what's going on with lock in <laughs> in general. Uh, I'll or, try. Or like, yeah, in, your thoughts on locking currently. Let's start with you. What what made you want to do lock-in? Because I, you know what's so funny? I went to a couple of like jobs and stuff and then I forget, like I have this idea in my head that no one listens to this podcast. It's just for me. So then when I talk to people and they they have listened and they remember stuff, especially if they listen regularly, I'm like, fuck. I went to film someone and he was like, oh yeah, so this part is going to be a lock-in thing. I I know you hate lock-in. And I was like, and I'm trying to be professional on job and I'm like, no, 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 I don't hate locking. I just, I, but then I remember all the stuff I said on the pod and I'm like, <laughs> you shit, hate people. locking. No, I don't hate locking. Can, locking. I, can, I tell you the, can I tell you the truth? <laughs> Go on then. For me, dance, and I don't know if this is like, this is just how it has always been for me. It's like that the music influences me to dance, right? Like I started yeah. off doing hip hop instead of popping because I love the style of popping more than hip hop freestyle since the beginning. Like I, I thought popping was the coolest shit, but... I loved hip hop music. And at that time, I feel like it was more like the stuff that people were dancing to in battles was like Slum Village and this type of stuff, mm-hmm. which I loved. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, if I'm going to do a battle style, I'm I'm learning about that one because mm-hmm. that's the music I love. And it's the same with like now with popping, like I'm enjoying the music a lot. 
house is like i enjoy the music but it's i can't get into it enough for me to practice that style as mm. much as it takes to become good at it yeah. and my biggest problem with locking one of two biggest problems is the You're music no is the music <laughs> i don't i don't love the music um okay so that's that that's it's more that and it's more that i don't enjoy doing the style yeah um i don't have anything Hater. against the style itself Hater. so is it what are you saying is it funk music that you don't like well, I don't know because I like funk in pop and racist. Why is it? I know, right? <laughs> you shut up. Go on. Um, we'll talk about Bollywood in a minute. Um, I don't like. I like funk when it comes to popping mm-hmm. battles. Like in Oslo, Kev was playing a lot of like um, like f- old kind of funk, electro mm-hmm. funk type of track, and I okay. love that shit. So? But it's just it's something about the the thing I find in Locket, and it's also just a musical taste. So it's like with. Um, Locking, I find you don't have as much as the hard snares. It's more like live instrument-y mm. type of mm-hmm. things, which I don't feel as much as I do with a little hint of that electronic, mm. like, stuff mm. in it. You know what I mean? And, mm. like, those harder snares and stuff. It just sounds nicer to mm. me because of, like, the era I grew up in as well. Um, my era has been, like, all the hip-hop stuff I grew up in with the in the, like, 90s and 2000s was all, yeah. like, hard snare, mm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. heavy bass type of yeah, stuff, yeah. which I get that funk element with that yeah, yeah, yeah. in popping but with locking it just feels a bit like there's a couple of songs that i love you know that um i was playing it the other day when i was teaching a class there uh, ren woods um i don't want to stop mm-hmm. i love that track there's like certain songs like that and i'm like if it was all like this yeah like and when she's singing as well and like people with like a certain voice as well in that yeah, era yeah, yeah. i love that like i was like oh if this was all locking music I think I'd be a locker, but it's like, right. there's just enough of it that's played that I'm like, I don't like this, don't like yeah. this, didn't yeah. grow up on this. It's like, yeah. it's also an era thing. Cause I think where, what you grow up on is kind of what you, what you know, you know, yeah. you can, you can kind of go back and learn stuff, but there's a lot of hip hop that was before my time that I just mm-hmm. didn't connect with in the same way that like, I guess like growing up and, and hearing like 50 Cent and G Unit when it was like mm-hmm. the thing or like Little Wayne when he was the guy, it's like it connects with you different than like mm-hmm. being like, oh yeah, Rakim is one of the greatest. It's interesting you say that because I feel like my experience of getting into the styles I do was probably the back to front to how you okay. said it. Because I saw the styles and I was like, mm-hmm. that looks sick. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just trying to imitate what I've seen. Interesting. So and I, didn't, I wasn't like really, even with popping, I wasn't really listening to funk music or anything okay i would have just seen popping and tried to imitate it sure and the same with locking just mm. seen it and just tried to imitate it where did you first see locking <laughs> or like what was the stuff that you were looking at to to be like oh i want to do that i remember where i first saw popping but as for locking I'm, i think i might have seen it whilst i was seeing popping okay that's what i think happened because it used to be very side by side like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And locking. yeah yeah but um i mean back then early 2000s just on the internet okay like, like certain websites mm. you would see you just get clips you mm. know Fair. so just watching clips and and then re-watching clips and then just mm-hmm. just kind of doing the imitation thing yeah so yeah kind of like that so and then i would discover the music a bit after interesting okay cool mm. so like when you saw because this is kind of what it's like similar way of seeing it but we Focus on the different thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I feel like for me, I would watch the clip, but then as I'm watching, I'm like, I don't really like this song, so I can't feel the movement Mm. as much. Mm. Whereas you're saying like you were almost the movement was making you feel the song Mm. more because of how they were dancing. I'm looking at 
people doing like like this crate and I'm like, yeah. looks like he's got no bones. Like <laughs> yeah. what? I want to do that. What was that guy's name? He was in another one you're talking about. Um, like David Elsewhere. That's it. He was in You yeah, Got man. Served, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I Sick remember guy. seeing that clip as well. Yeah, yeah. But so what, because you, this is more of a recent interest for you or no? I mean, I first got introduced to locking before my bachelor. Which like was? My pre-education in Amsterdam. Um, and I really liked the style and I wanted to invest in it. So I went to my teacher and I was like, oh, please, can you like help me with this? Like I want to, because I also went to Summer Dance Forever that year for the first Sick. time. And I saw Locking Forever and I was like, <coughs> I want to do this. So I went to my teacher and I was like, hey, I really want to become good at this. And he was like, no, you should do popping because popping has more of a future. And I was like, Ooh, okay. That's a sting. Who said that? <laughs> not not saying names. <laughs> um but yeah, so, and then, and I wasn't feeling- If you're the teacher, comment underneath this. <laughs> yeah. We need to have a discussion. It was me. Calling out. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't very like, uh, my heart wasn't in popping. So I was right. like, okay, I'll just leave it then basically. Still trained locking in my free time <laughs> for fun, but it wasn't serious because I didn't have a teacher. And then I was, I was doing my bachelor in an area where there wasn't really a lot of locking teachers. Mm. Um, so I did my BA then, completely left everything, just focused on contemporary. And then when I uh, graduated, <coughs> I came to London and I was like, no, man, I, re I still really want to do this. Mm. I reached out to Oh, so it was like pretty, like soon after you came here that you were like, oh, let me try yeah, and get into this. Yeah, because when I was done with my bachelor, I finally had time Got to yeah. do other things that I was actually enjoying. Because my bachelor, I didn't really enjoy that much because yeah. it was a lot of styles that I wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. Okay. Um, and I didn't have time afterward, like after those BA classes to do a lot of stuff because it was very draining for me because I was also working at the yeah, same sure. time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, when I graduated, I was like, okay, let me invest in stuff that I really enjoy. Mm. And what was it like, do you remember like the, the initial, what, what made you ask about locking? Like, in London? Uh, in general, because you said it was like before then you already had an interest in it, but where did that come from? It was Summer Dance Forever. It was Locking Forever for oh, sure. Oh, okay, nice. When I saw uh, Ruben Chi and... Uh, Roche, when I saw them win, I was like, I want to do this. Oh, so that wasn't that long ago it then? No, okay, ago. right. I'm thinking. I'm not, I'm not old though. Am True. I? <laughs> <laughs> like us. But also this is, this is also the thing where it's like <clears throat> what you said about mentoring and like bringing it all around is like about that you said that she has to enter battles. And it's like, this is kind of why it's important because yeah. you're probably not the only person that was inspired by those guys. Mm. And they... Not that they're like the only good lockers we've had in a while, but having good people like that and like a good group, it inspires other people to do the thing. And mm -hmm. that's where you get like this culture from and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can say that, which is true. You can say that the parties and the culture and the jams are what's, or the classes, if we want to have that conversation, but like are the things that like also spread the culture. However, I would say that, nothing travels the world like battle footage. Mm -hmm. It's like you can have a jam and you can play funk. We could have a weekly locking jam. We used to have a weekly mm -hmm. lock, uh, uh, popping and, well, it's called a funk jam. So mm -hmm. it was like popping, locking, whacking. Yeah, everything. We used to go there every week. It was actually so sick. And this is me like not even really loving that music, but yeah, it was yeah. just the place to go. And yeah, like, yeah. it was it was dope. And um, Zulu uh, was a DJ for every yeah, week, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> but it's like, that was great. But, until YouTube came around, Instagram came around, people started filming battles. That is what translated a lot of these styles way quicker than mm -hmm. us having a weekly jam. So when people are like, oh no, we need more of this. We need more of the, the jams or the class. And, and then they say, or they say the opposite where they're like, oh, it's not all about battles. It's like, 
it's not all about battles in the sense of you as an individual needing to enter battles. That's not the only way that you can express your dance. However, if you care about it spreading, yeah. I think you that's the biggest and quickest way that it's going to go. Not yeah. to mention testing your skills and, and being able to like push yourself in a certain arena. But yeah, yeah the oh. the whole the whole um, battle culture is kind of what done a massive resurgence for the street dance styles, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's not all about battles, but it definitely plays a major part. I feel yeah. like if there was more lock-in <clears throat> at, at high-level battles, we would have more interest. For sure. I know? agree. Yeah, and I mean, we had this conversation about House a couple of weeks ago, or last week, but um, about which came first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing. It's like, do mm. organisers put on categories for lock-in and House or whatever, and then people don't show up as much, and it's going to take a while. Or yeah. do we create the lockers first and make noise, you know, like doing videos or whatever it might be, having little social jams. And once you know that there's like a locking scene happening, even if it's without the battles, do more categories. I feel, stop I feel like um, we work on building the community and uh, teaching the dancers. So we, yeah, we, we, we build the lockers up um, and then they need to go out there and prove themselves. I feel like no one's going to put, put a category in a jam if the dancers don't exist yet yeah you know yeah that's my so thing. you can you can <clears throat> shoot content you can put videos out you can enter all styles jams do this kind of stuff if people are seeing that <clears throat> that lockers are out there then yeah okay cool yeah i've seen a few lockers let's put a let's put a category on yeah there's some buzz happening yeah 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 i also think what helped me to be inspired by just a style back when was because they created that environment that it was like a thing because there was, we had weekly classes, we had workshops from like Tony Basil, and mm. then we had Summer Dance Forever, that was like a big thing, and everything was like surrounding that. And then there was also battles where locking was a category. So I guess that fed people into becoming interested in wanting to be a locking dancer. Locker, yeah. yeah, I think there's there's way more of a opportunity these days to to have a community and a culture around something without it being in battles because yeah. before it used to be like let's say if you wanted to get known as a popper it's like if you're not able to get through prelims or be in the top eight or four or whatever mm -hmm. it's like where else were you going to do it like you go and jam but like where else are people going to see you? we used to have like performances so you'd have like stuff like plague where you guys would do full like popping sets and the thing where we'd notice people is like oh we saw brooks solo at the <laughs> at the showcase kind of thing mm -hmm. but it's like besides showcasing in performances or battles you didn't have instagram youtube all these mm -hmm. things where you can create like a whole buzz now it's like you can go do a lock-in session and it's like even with with a, any normal person's phone you could film the session and yeah. put that online and yeah, we can yeah. see a whole group of lockers yeah, or yeah. whoever doing the thing so i think it is easier to create this buzz if you wanted to and i think that's gonna but i think <clears throat> there's also a mentality where everyone not everyone, a lot of people have, of they just want other people to fix their problems. So they're like, well, the organizers aren't putting locking jams on. Well, that's why I'm not a locker. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, it sometimes works the other way. Like you have to get up off your ass and do stuff, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think also, I mean, it's a lot more not accessible, but I think locking in general is a lot more relaxed now. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like was, it's not so strict. It's not yeah. as strict as it was. It was, it was really rigid. Um, which I think didn't help mm. help it blossom. Where was that from? Was that the general culture or was it more like pioneer level? Mm, I would say from the elders, yeah. Okay. The elders were, they were really strict on 
what was mm. what can be considered locking, what can't yeah. be considered locking, what looks right, what looks right, what looks wrong. Yeah, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I feel like it's a lot more <clears throat> accepted to be a bit different now. Yeah, you don't have to do it one way. I feel like, and maybe Which I think strangled it a little bit. Yeah, and and please educate me more on on this what I'm about to say because I feel like watching locking from not a locker perspective it's like with stuff like let's say popping or hip-hop or house the foundation is a bit more universal in a way and there's techniques and vocabularies that you can play with let's say waving like it's not a move it's a a way of moving like even if you look at something like toy man or, or any of these like things it's like a way of moving not a move mm. and then you have your like you have your vocabulary so you have a walkout you have bug mm. rolls or mm. whatever right but they're not yeah. the only thing you could do an entire popping round without using any vocabulary mm. moves you could just mm. use ways and techniques and, and things mm-hmm. yeah. and i feel like this is what other styles like i'm thinking more of stuff like dance hall and and locking and these type of styles where i see it more as vocabulary based dances yeah and it's like there's not necessarily <clears throat> a way of moving maybe it's not yet like maybe it needs to evolve into that more fluid thing where like in hip-hop especially now i mean i've i've in the past talked about it being too fluid but i'm back and forth so let me let me work out my opinions all right um brooke cussed me out when i said that <laughs> him and kieran like i saw them the day after i spoke on the pod about hip-hop they're like what are you talking yeah. about are they like you're talking shit um but yeah, I feel like with, let's say with hip hop, it's like as long as you've got this bounce and this rock and stuff, you can or can't, you, or you, you, you can get away without knowing steps. Yeah, and you can just move how you can, it's way easier to express your style. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I feel like maybe this is the strangle of locking a little bit, where it's like there's not like a way, it's like if you're not doing these vocabulary moves, how do I express my style through that? Does that make sense? Yeah, so I, I would say locking is, it's more unique in that sense. And it, it's probably a bit more difficult mm. in the sense that you can't do locking without the vocabulary. Right. So if, if you're not doing a lock or a scuba mm. or a, a scooby-doo or any of the vocab, then you're, you're dancing, but you're not necessarily locking. Mm. So um, knowing the vocabulary is, it doesn't exist without the vocabulary. Um, but here's the freedom is like, is knowing how to, the vocabulary is your your glue, mm-hmm. you know, but you still you still dance in your own way. You carry your own style, your own identity. You you uh you stretch the vocab in your own way, mm-hmm. so you you don't need to feel restricted to do Scooby Doo in the, in the same way. way that you yeah, was taught. Because yeah. I think that helps helped me a lot. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that helped me a lot when I was learning. Well, I'm learning from you is not staying restricted to what the step is. Yeah. Every time I try to go out of like the created box or the created thing, I'm like, oh, can I do this? You're like, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. You can literally make it anything that you want, and that can be the new way that you do it, the mm-hmm. new style that you do it in. So a lot of time when people are like, oh, locking is very restricting. I'm like, no, there's so many options. Can you give mm-hmm. an example of like something that you would like? You don't have to do a solo now, but like, <laughs> like a way that you would take a vocabulary and move and play with it, or like. Well, <laughs> what helps me is like, for example, when there's two different. Like oh. no 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 it's good because you need to speak. Oh twice. yeah, I yeah. want to see you. Yeah, so do like um, that. There you go. <laughs> when there's two different steps, there's a way that you can just do. I don't know, like a Scooby Doo, and you lock like or point. But then there's so many different ways that you can do those two things back to back. 
Okay. That makes sense. Just I like, think so. Ah, oh, I don't know how to explain it. With so words. let's come on, get I've up got, and do something. No, no, something no. else. Okay, let's say, uh, <clears throat> let's say a Scooby Doo. Right? Is yeah. it consists of four movements? So you're up, lock, kick, step. Mm. So you take those four movements. You can break the four of them into separate things. So the up, you can take the up and play with that. Mm. And then the second part of that movement. You can play with that. Like when you say like uh, like play with it, do you mean like kind of speed or level or like um you can, uh, you can, direction and this you can just fully anyway. make variations of, of yeah. that one part. Okay. So those let's say those four movements that, that create the Scooby Doo, you can take the first one and just just go off. Mm. Just with the first one. Right. Before you get onto the second one. <clears throat> and when you when you start yeah. to get into it like this, then you you have endless possibilities. Yeah. And how much can you play with a move before it's not that move anymore does that make sense so when you when you know when you know the move and you understand the the context of the move mm. then it's it's kind of like i know how to go away from it mm. whilst it still keeps its uh, like you kind of understand value. what the the core of the move is yeah, to yeah, not yeah. lose that as long yeah, as yeah, you yeah. right right because that, that's what you always <clears> say like when i try to explore a move you're like Okay, but do you know what the original is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, we practice that so much. And then when I do something else, you're like, okay, at least you know what it is. So you can mm -hmm. do anything, really. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. I think if I translate that to like a hip hop or popping context, it makes sense to me. Because I feel like we do that anyway in hip hop and popping, but mm -hmm. we also throw in a whole bunch more. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you, if I, I've like done training or rounds where it's like you're just playing with one or two moves and you're trying yeah, yeah, to like expand. This. And it's basically locking is the whole, like that's this. that, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so do you think, where do you see like kind of, or both of you, like where do you guys see Locking's like popularity? Do you feel like it's back on the rise? Because I feel like people like, well, I mean, we have like, uh, who are the guys from, that you said from Amsterdam? Ghetto Funk Collective. Yeah. Like we have them, but also back in our day, we had like P-Lock and people like that who. Still around, still around. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not really battling anymore, is he? No, he is. Oh, P-Lock's still battling? Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, no, he is. Oh. Yeah, right. I've seen. I believe he's retired, but oh, I've I might I've be seen wrong in that. Battle. Oh, I think he he still does um, crew battles and oh yeah, stuff That's like that. He I've was seen. like a yeah, he was Not one of the like ones. he doesn't battle one v one anymore. <clears throat> one of the greats. I love how yeah. you went silent. You didn't you didn't like <laughs> correct me. You were like, <laughs> you know, do your thing. He's just looking at the camera like <laughs> <laughs> false, false news. <laughs> um, yeah, so so P Lock, yeah, Jimmy Soul, mm. I think Flocky. Yeah. Let's say 10, 10 years ago, maybe 10 plus years ago, these guys were really pushing, locking, and like they were inspiring the world, you mm. know? And then Locking's taken the back seat for a couple of years and now Ghetto Funk Collective, they're like bringing it. They're, bringing they're kind it of back. leading the charge of Locking. Yeah. yeah. So, especially <laughs> in Europe, they've like, they've just kind of inspired a whole new generation Gen, of people. For sure. Yeah. yeah man sick um do you think I, I don't know if this is complete like bullshit or if i am <laughs> just seeing this but like probably the, <laughs> go on these type of artists like anderson pack and bruno mars and stuff bringing this sort of sound a bit back into mainstream oh i have an opinion on this Sorry, go, on. go on do you go think on. that that has anything to do with helping a little bit or if it's contributed or gone on it no you go first you go first because i think we maybe have different opinions about music with looking mm. Sorry, you are running away from this microphone. <laughs> um, I think it's helpful. I don't know if it's if it's um if it has any impact on the dance, okay. like on the resurgence. I mean, it's helpful to have 
more new current music to, yeah. to listen and dance to, for sure. Um, but I also, I'm also trying to get people to dance on other music, mm. especially with locking that isn't, you know, it's not just 70s music mm. or 80s music or the, the music that just directly sounds like funk music. Mm-hmm. Can you can you dance locking on house? Interesting. You know? So how do we then define what, you know, did you have something on that before we move? I have another question. Maybe. Go on. I don't know. I guess similar to what Sean said about trying it on different music because when you look at development of like hip-hop dance and hip-hop music, like they kind of develop together, don't they? And with locking and, lo- and funk music, that development hasn't really happened. Like you're you're naming Anderson Park and Bruno Mars, like that's two. Yeah, artists. yeah, there's not really a current. Yeah, there isn't. If you look now, if you look for new locking music, it's difficult to mm. find like funk that is new. Or at least not like big popular mainstream artists. Yeah, there's no. probably like some underground artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not that they're listening to this, so it's fine. But, <laughs> true say. Um, but yeah, I think that that's where that comes in, where you try it on different music that is this time. For example, the when uh, Rory and I did the video on Cash In Cash Out, we, we just tried to do something that, something that's a bit more current, but still keeping that feeling of like funk. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my question is like, how do we decide what a locking track is then? If Because like I know... For and it's more of like a thing that I'm not saying in general we don't know, but I don't know because say with popping, I know a song that I can pop to immediately. I mean, you can yeah. pop to anything, but like mm-hmm. a popping track or something that I would play in a popping battle or put on at a popping session, mm-hmm. I can hear it immediately if there's a certain type of tempo, a good enough snare, and that the rhythm is in a certain way that the snare is like isolated almost in the track. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm like, okay, this is like we can pop to this. Obviously, there's a bunch of other tracks that people can play with, yeah, but. And same with hip hop is like if there's a certain sort of bounce and a certain sort of feeling that in hip hop, let's say I would relate to the different cultures of hip hop, if that makes sense. So like, let's say like New York hip hop versus like um, stuff that you would do, maybe more like Memphis Jukin type Mm -hmm. of style too. But I'm like, they're all for me, like under the umbrella of hip hop dance or even a light feet track. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm like, I hear that and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a bit more of like an Atlanta bounce type of track Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I would play that or this and it kind of fits under all the different ways that you could do hip hop. But like with locking, it's like, how would you listen and be like, oh, this is a track that someone could lock to? I think it's, if it's for like, for your personal use, unless you're a DJ, then maybe sure. it's different. But if it's for you, like your own personal- It can be anything, yeah. Yeah, you just kind of experiment with different types of music. Well, and- what about for DJs then? If they were trying to play in locking Ooh. battles and play different stuff, is there a way that you'd be like, like, what would you listen and be like, oh, this is different, but yeah, that still works or- I think it's it's tricky because as a DJ, it's gonna you need to understand the dance if you're gonna take some risks, right? You know, have you have you done locking yourself? Are you yeah. have you danced locking at any point? Would you dance that yourself? So it's more yeah. like you have to trust your personal instinct, yeah. rather than there being like too much of a formula. Yeah, I mean, play funk music is the obvious answer, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But if you wanna if you wanna venture outside of that, you can play you can play like some current music. Maybe you can play some hip hop. Mm. Maybe you can play something, like I said, like some house music that has like that has like a funk feel to it. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's really hard to pin down what the feeling is because it's even like um, you know, like in Breaking, what's that Pusha T song, the um, Let the Smokers Shine the Coops? You know that mm -hmm, track? mm -hmm. It's like that goes off in a Breaking Mm -hmm, battle, but it's mm -hmm. like hearing that i'm like i don't I, I as soon as i heard it when i when the album came out i was like oh they should play this for hip-hop battles i never thought of it for a breaking battle but it's like breaking djs somehow knew that mm-hmm. that would fit yeah 
a breaking battle where they usually play like break beats and stuff like that. But this one like commercial, not commercial, but like mainstream hip hop yeah, song yeah. would go off and they've identified like a certain tempo and rhythm yeah. because they know breaking. But it's the same, I guess, with locking. It's like you probably have to know it well enough, but it's like hard to tell someone else how to know it. I mean, I guess if I'm not a DJ, so I wouldn't know. But I yeah. guess if you look at all the elements that consist in a funk track, if you know how to identify that in like a newer style Mu- like newer style yeah, music yeah. then that could be a way but i i don't know how to do that mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's more about your understanding of music itself yeah, and like so. the tempo and the rhythm and all that mm. shit that goes with it fair enough um let's we're gonna come back to that because there's some questions about it from the audience and we're gonna try to get through all of them <laughs> but there's a lot mm-hmm. so we'll see but thanks everyone for submitting your question. Um, so let's get through a few other things. Um, you were asking me about the Montclair event. Yes. Um, Tell me more. That I went, did you see this? The, oh. It was a big Montclair event. It was called it's the Art really of cool. Genius. Yeah, mm. it was really cool. Um, it was, there's not too much to say dance-wise on this, although I have a have a controversial opinion, which probably isn't that controversial. But um, it was a big event for, they do these collaborations and they, I guess put it under the umbrella of the art of genius. So this one they did uh, collaborations with Pharrell, Alicia Keys, um, Mercedes. Insane. Yeah, and then there's uh, a footwear designer that I really like. Mm-hmm. And um, who else did they do it with? Palm Angels and I can't remember. But it was basically at the Olympia, mm-hmm. Kensington Olympia, which used to host Move It. Mm-hmm. And there's like all these different big exhibitions. So you like you go in and it's this huge hall, but then you walk into each, they had like uh, these kind of rooms or like dome shaped things. And you go in and they've got an installation for each collaboration. So it wasn't just like a fashion show or something. It's like a real immersive like thing. Like the Palm Angels one was, um, I think it was Palm Angels was um, like a foam party thing. A what? A foam party. So you literally go in and it's like foam everywhere. It's like real like immersive things. And they had DJs and stuff. And um, yeah, it was mad. And then. And sorry, was it like, the audience can decide where they're going yeah. at what time. Yeah. So everything was happening at the same yeah. time at all times. For oh, like the first cool. however many hours. So I cool. think it went on till quite a while. I didn't say till the end, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was all going on. And you had to, some of them there was no queue for, some of them you had to queue for to get into, like, you know, because okay. obviously if, if everyone wants to go in, it's like they have to let it. It be full, yeah, yeah. They weren't like super long. Like you kind of just go in, go around and come back out the other side. Yeah. But they were really cool on the inside. Um, cool. Yeah, it was really dope. And then the end thing was alicia keys collaboration and it was um she performed Mm -hmm. live which was fucking cool and she brought out little sims and clear soul um yeah which was really sick and considering all the tickets were free that's insane so like when Montclair I, I'm on the um, email list because I went to the last one of these <laughs> of they did of course you are <laughs> <laughs> and um so they just email you saying the art of genius is coming There's back like event. submit your email like wow. you type in your thing if you want a ticket and I guess not everyone gets them but if you're quick enough like yeah. They just say, yeah, cool, you're confirmed. Like, you didn't pay, so you get basically a free fucking Alicia Keys so concert. Cool. Um, yeah, I saw it on your Instagram stories, and I was like, what? what is this? Why did I not know about it this? It was Looks so cool. sick. Mm. Um, yeah, I, obviously, I would have sent it out to more people to be like, get a ticket, but it's yeah. like, I didn't know it was going to be that big. Because yeah. the last one I went to was sick, but it wasn't huge Small. like that. Mm. But that one, they had done a world tour of I that, see. and this was just the one event. Yeah, but yeah. Um, there was yeah. loads of people there, like famous, like um, Justin Bieber was there. No, he Lewis was Hamilton not. was there. <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> for real. Um, Pharrell was there. Yeah. Who else was there? Um, I, do you know Westside Gun? 
I know of him. Yeah, West Side Gun is a rapper. He raps with Benny the Butcher mm. and um, other dude from Griselda. Okay. But um, I literally walked by. It was like this guy. And I, I, it's so funny because in the thing, there were some people like I saw. I didn't see Pharrell there, but I saw. You saw the hat. No, I saw videos of him walking through and like he had his people and security and people yeah, were like yeah, filming yeah. him. But like West Side Gun is like a big rapper for those that know about him. And um, he was literally just standing no just by himself. Like, or he was with a, a, a friend, I guess. But like they just walked past and like me and Jen happened to stop like where they were stopped because we were talking about something. Yeah. And he was just standing there and I didn't recognize him. Like I know his music, but I don't know yeah. his face that well. Mm. But obviously he looks like a New York rapper. He's got like the grills. He had like all yeah, the clothes yeah, yeah. and shit. And I was just looking around and because everyone in the show, in the fashion place is like very fashionable, all dressed up in like, this is their also chance to like dress up. Mm -hmm. So everybody's dressed wild, right? So I literally looked at him and I said next to him and I said to Jen, like, you know what's crazy is like being at this event, I don't know if people are famous or they just look like they're <laughs> they famous. They just look good. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's like going full out for this thing. And I said it because I looked at him and then later I saw a picture that like the des one of the designers I like that was there shared a picture with him and tagged mm. Westside Gun and I was like, oh, oh that is. and I looked at him, I was like, that's the guy I saw. I was like, that's Westside Gun. That's but um, yeah, it was crazy. There was a lot of like really famous people that were, were there. Were fangirling a little bit? No, because it was like two days later that I realised it oh, was okay, him. We'll do, At okay, the time, okay. I just literally was like, that guy looks like he could be a famous guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, it. Guy, I see, I see. Um, the Alicia Keys concert, we were three minutes from leaving when she came out. And it just happened. Well, because they had a big, big room at the side, right? So yeah. we walked around all the exhibitions and we kind of just saw everyone like there was a gate where people were walking into, but mm. people are walking into everything. Mm -hmm. So some of them walking into the exhibition, blah, blah, and some people yeah. are going that way. So we're like, all right, let's go check out what's there. And it's just a big hall with like a stage and a DJ on it. Mm. And so we were, and everyone was kind of like something, because yeah. the DJ's at the front and then there's like a piano and all the things. So we're like, there's something going to happen, but no one had announced anything. So we were yeah. like, we just kind of hung around and we were dancing a little bit. And then mm. we were like, all right, let's just stay and see what happens. And then at, let's say it was just before 10. No, because yeah, like 10 to 10, we were in there. So we were like, well, let's say quarter to them. We're like, all right, probably the DJ is going to play until 10. If anything's going to happen, they'll make yeah. it at 10, right? So it gets to 10, they, the DJ turns off and they just start playing like a generic playlist mm -hmm. and the tech guys come and like remove all the DJ stuff. So we're like, all right, something's happening. Yeah, stick around for this. It was like, we were standing around and this probably isn't long for people that do concerts, but I just don't do concerts and festivals ever. But we were there for like 40 minutes, like with this generic playlist just going something. on. And it's like, everybody's just staring <laughs> at the stage and it's just like- I would have left. There's nothing to look at. Yeah, yeah. and it's like 20 past, we're like, all right, because we thought at 10 o'clock it was going to be a switchover and then it was going to start. Yeah. It gets to like 10, 30, 10, 35 and we're like- Past your I said time. to Jen, I was like, I am almost over this. Yeah. Because also say. people are pushing, yeah. trying to get to the front. I hate that atmosphere. Mm. And it's like, and we, we didn't, uh, yeah, anyway. So we, I was like, all right. She was like, give it five minutes and then we'll go if not. Oh, go on, Jen. And it, But she was pissed. She like, she tried to start a fight with some girl because she oh. was trying, no, she didn't. But there was, she was trying to elbow <laughs> past us. You know when everyone's like crushed like this yeah. and it's like, you're trying to push past me. It's like, where are you no. going? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere Stop. to go. And, you just, and they're like, no, but my friends are over there. Oh, and it's no. like, you're not getting there. Like, so you're going to what push in front of me and then stop in front go of me. Off, so Jen. fuck off. So she was angry. Legit. Yeah. So I was like, all right, everyone's getting annoyed. <laughs> we'll give it another five minutes. And then if nothing happens, let's yeah, just yeah. go. Luckily, Alicia Keys came out. We were like, all right, glad. <laughs> the day. Yeah. Luckily, Alicia Keys came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, saved my night. Thanks, Alicia. <laughs> but yeah, she killed it. Um, breaking news. Oh. She can sing. 
Who would have thought? <laughs> Just in case anyone could didn't know. Who would have thought? She can fucking sing live. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm like a little bit of a fangirl for Alicia Keys. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I wasn't like, this is what is good about concerts. Like I wasn't like that, Until. but when I see her, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I see why you're famous. She's serious. She, yeah. 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 Oh, bro. And She's it's like, man. you also see like little Sims and Cleo Soul who are big and Cleo Soul can fucking sing, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. It's like you see the level. Yeah, it's like, a difference. Yeah. Alicia is... Yeah, and it's like they're doing like... um, uh, She's singing Fallen. Uh-huh. And it's just like... Oh, man. I'm so jealous. Sorry, yeah. Go on, go on. And like... But they, she did one... Like she's obviously playing... You know the... I think it's towards the end of the song where it's like the chorus, but it kind of is like uh, a breakdown. Example, and sorry. Example. No. Um, <laughs> but basically she she go, like she told the crowd basically sing it. And so she's playing the piano. She's, the whole crowd is singing the entire chorus word for word. And she's not saying a word. Mm-hmm. And then she's singing just her ad libs on it and like riffing and going. And I'm like, this is fire. Because first of all, you know that the crowd knows that track well enough to like every single word, the whole place knew. And she's just like killing the ad libs in the background, playing piano. And I'm like, you're fucking gangster. Mm. Um, She let them sing the track. Yeah. She was just like, yeah, you go. Mm. Um, But. Any dancers? This is my controversial opinion. Ooh. Yes, there was dancers. There was four dancers that... Um, he doesn't need dancers. Though. That was my first opinion. Okay. I do not need... <laughs> I do not need <laughs> dancers for an Alicia Keys concert. Uh-uh. Um, I'm sure they had good reason and there's a lot of people that know more than me about live performances. So yeah. I'm probably talking shit. However, I was like... I don't need this. Like, I can't imagine. What were they doing? It's like They only came out on a few songs, so I don't remember what they all were. Definitely New York was the last track. I would have finished with with Falling. However... If you were Alicia. If I was Alicia. However, <laughs> as Jen said, New York is a bit more of an energy bump for the last yeah. track. But the way the crowd went off of Falling, I, I'm like, you could have ended there. This is there. the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she finished and then she was End like... on a high. Yeah, mm. she started playing something else. And I was like, really? Like, you have another, another track one? that's going to bang more than that? And yeah. New York did, but... I don't know. For me, I would have reversed those two. But yeah, yeah for the there was like three or four tracks maybe where they had the dancers and the other ones they went out. I'm curious to see. I didn't need it. Also, with all due respect, oh, I hated the choreography. <gasps> I, I was. Ooh, who was the choreographer? It was a guy called what's his name? Um, uh, I do know his name, but I forgot it. Um, Paul Roberts. Mm-hmm. I'm. He seems like a. Why am I opening Spotify? He seems like a really big choreographer. And he knows what he's doing. So. Yeah there's probably a reason why they do what they do. And like, obviously I'm looking as a dancer, which is not what they're choreographing for. Like they're choreographing for entertainment and to yeah. hype the crowd. And, yeah. but a lot of it was just like, I feel like I ticked off the, um, the cheesy commercial moves bingo. Yeah. Like right, 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 right. it's I just think. all of the, this and all of the, <laughs> Was there any, any like, facials involved? Oh, there was all the facials. <laughs> and we know how I feel. Oh, I got people cussing me about saying that. About no, I agree with you, though. Oh, did you? Um, but I have to say, I think because it was such a big event. Which? The, this uh, one. Or, this one yeah. that you went to. I think the organizer probably went like, what do we need to get a good event? We need a good singer. Yeah. We need dancers. Just, so I guess it was just involved. They were involved because of the checklist. Of, yeah, sure, of sure. It was, yeah, it was probably... Yeah, I can't imagine Alicia was like, I'm not doing this I'm, without dancers. dancers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Falling will not work <laughs> unless they're doing six eights of. <laughs> I mean, fair play if she did. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just going to do like that. There we go. Um, but yeah, uh, I didn't need it and I didn't like the choreography really. It was just a lot of like moves. F- I felt like they're just doing it for the sake of it. And I was like, all right. Well, good for them. They got to perform at Alicia. That's cool. Oh, yeah. And at a Montclair event? Like, oh, That's hell cool. yeah. I feel like it 
took away from the performance. Probably. Like for me, it did because it just kind of. I'm a I'm I'm analyzing for that reason. Yeah. Like yeah. so, all I'm looking at is these people, th- these four dancers, like doing it, and I was like. Just a lot of times I'm just looking at them thinking like, I would not have even done this. And if I did, I would have found a more... Like it would have been better to just leave Alicia by herself. Yeah, she of killed course. it, bro. And it's like, yeah. she had, she did, the way they did the structure was like they did, she came out for a couple of songs, got the crowd warmed up. She's amazing at performing and like, it's crazy when you see high level performers. You're such a fun girl now, look at you. No, you know, but it's like, it's not even her music. It's like, when I see someone She's do a skill that I've tried to do, like not that I've tried to sing, but... I've been on stage and I know the size of that crowd mm-hmm. or like how it feels to be in front of a crowd that big. Mm-hmm. And imagining being there by myself and having everyone like, yeah, you know, oh, engaged. Knows. It's knows like, she's, fun. that's not like, oh, you're just a good singer. It's like you mm-hmm. have a, an extra skill there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, yeah, I probably would have left it just based on how much she was killing it. And like, even just little stuff. It's like, she, she took off her jacket at one point. She had the, obviously the Montclair collaboration because uh-huh. the whole point was for her to advertise her collaboration with Montclair. Mm-hmm. So her little Sims and Cleo were all wearing Montclair and the dancers. Oh. And so she took off the jacket at one point and like just walked over to the side, like in the, the between the verses or whatever. What? That's fine. <laughs> and then she put, um, she put the jacket down and then she like, she was like, I got to lay that down carefully. That's a new collection. And then Ooh. everyone like started screaming. And it's like, it's just like, you even made taking your jacket off, like engage the crowd. She it's knows. like, this is like, and it's like, she hadn't referenced the clothes. And that was the first time she said, yeah, this is the new collection. It's like, oh, and I know she didn't plan doing that. I don't yeah, think yeah. like. That's the thing with her. I feel like she knows how to talk to the crowd. Like sometimes <sighs> artists talk to the public and it's a bit awkward. They're yeah. like, how are you doing tonight? But she really knows. Like, oh yeah. And it's like, it, it <laughs> This is my terrible uh, analogy, but it's like, you know, when, <laughs> like, I would imagine, like, when you hire an escort, right? Bear with me, bear with me. Oh, God. That, like, you know that you're paying them, but their job is to make you feel like they want to be there, I guess. You this know? is kind of how I felt about Alicia Keys. Because it's like, <laughs> she was, like, talking, like, yo, every time I'm in London, yo, the vibe is so right. It feels like home. I'm from New York. You know, you know, we're cousins, right? London and New York. That and I'm like, funny. you want to be here. Like, yeah. you so want to. And I'm like, yo, she's getting paid to be yeah, here. Yeah, like, yeah. she yeah. may not be believe any of this maybe she does but she tells it to every she says country, that in japan she says that but i'm like no you came here for me alicia thank yeah, you yeah. like i was like you love london <laughs> but yeah it's just like she's so good at like yeah saying the stuff and being genuine or yeah, feeling yeah. genuine and um, yeah oh that's yeah. good but it was a dope event and um on the subject of fashion because the reason montclair did this now is because it's london fashion week Ooh. and also on that note i think we should shout out saul um, Pick up so. who is doing big big things like big he things. is killing it um i didn't know i don't know when i knew that he was doing fashion stuff i think at some point i was aware that he was studying i think he was at ua ual or um whatever that that college is but anyway saul if you don't know him saul nash is a now is a is a fashion designer mm-hmm. but was a dancer or still is a dancer but he was a lot part of our scene he did hip-hop battles yeah. um he still takes part here yeah there. he was at um i was looking we actually have a video of him on the capsule youtube of uh he was at the hub for sheldon's battle tribeways thing that he did he did a small battle at the hub maybe three or four months ago and saw competed i think he got two i think kane beat him 
in the semis maybe um but yeah he's still he still can dance he's still doing well and he did a lot of stuff like he was in uh, avant-garde with tony and did a lot of um choreo stuff and yeah um so then he i guess studied fashion and started being a designer and i think he started with menswear um and it was i guess around the aesthetic of like being able to move in certain clothing or that was Mm -hmm. what so he brought like his dance to the Mm -hmm. to the fashion stuff and um did a lot of um like his fashion shows always included dancers i guess so he had a lot of people from the dance scene be like walking the in the shows and stuff um and yeah he did he just did a fashion show or he was in i don't know what the right terminology is he he showed his new collection which is called juxtaposition so i thought this was really interesting um because he had jordan j funk was in it and mace you know mace right mason yeah Yeah, mason um he they they did uh it's called juxtaposition his new collection and it was around it was based around ski wear and the kind of from his show notes it said that like i've got it written down but like growing up in london you wear ski wear but never ski so Mm. it's like it becomes a thing of like an aspiration of like right. oh one day because you're so used to the clothes but i guess mm. but you never get to do the thing mm. so it's a feeling of like oh one day i'll be able to blah 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 or whatever which i thought was really cool and it looked from the pictures and the videos i saw it looked sick and they always have like movement and he choreographs a lot of the fashion shows which i think is really interesting you weren't there you no i didn't okay. go i wish um so if you ever see this i'll come and shoot behind the scenes if mm. you want um but yeah have you seen any of his stuff or i've seen some stuff online especially because there's dancers involved so you always see stuff around but i've never seen anything live Mm, no it's like he does it very much in the fashion scene as opposed to in Mm. the dancing um but yeah i think it's interesting when you bring dance to another arena people value it way more yeah definitely it's it's also with uh what's his name mr chris was it mr chris yeah yeah that he did some some like how do you what do you call that when they show clothing not a sh- fashion show but i guess what like where promotion would it? for a video or something like where like online for, yeah for like louis vuitton i think oh yeah well maybe just like adverts or was oh. it like an actual i think so. i don't know it just looked really cool for me it it brings me more into the actual brand because louis vuitton is not really something that i'm interested in mm. as a person but when i see mr chris in a video i'm like oh sick like that looks really cool so that yeah. gets me into it. yeah and it's like another it's like a, a vehicle for your interest in a way yeah it like brings you in and then you're like all right well now i'm here let me check the clothes yeah, yeah. it's not really a brand that i would look into by myself but did you see the burberry advert i of course yeah that of was course, sick. that was sick do we that know who so choreographed that no. I know some of the dancers that were in it, or one dancer. Like who? Joshua. Joshua. I don't know his last name. Smith, I think. That's he such a generic, like she just made that up. She's no, no, like, no. I uh, Smith, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's like, there's a good no, chance no, of that. No. I think it's Joshua Smith. Uh, he's cool. He's like, he's more into the advertisement kind of dancer. He's really cool. But he was in a video, mm. posted a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. So that was cool. Sick. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I really like that type of stuff. And there's a certain type of dancer that can pull that off. I think Nay is like that. We've spoken about it before. Yeah, but like, it's just like, yeah, I mean, she was always a good dancer, but she just has something where it's like, when you point a camera, it's like, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's cra- And then you see some dancers that are like amazing. And I know this as a photographer, but it's like, I'm like, I cannot get a good picture of you. No matter how, <laughs> like you're killing this battle, but I cannot shoot a good picture of you. Like, yeah. are you talking about me? No, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> I haven't shot pictures of you that much. Maybe next Maybe time there's a locking the- battle. Oh, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> um 
But yeah, anyway, I don't think there's any much, anything more. Any much. Any much. That's not a sentence or a word. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to shout out to Saul because it's London Fashion Week and he's killing it and we appreciate you. And uh, yeah, I think it's dope when people yeah are fucking successful anyway. But mm-hmm. I think it's even more dope when people from our community yeah, in the yeah. scene like take the stuff that they've learned and like go yeah, yeah, elsewhere yeah. with it and yeah. and do it. And like, I'm really not, you know, I think people should give back when they can, but also it's like just going and being you and killing it, doing the dance stuff is enough. Cause like, Saul, indoors. yeah, exactly. It's like, like Saul being as big as he is now and he's going to get even bigger mm. at fucking 29, right? Or however old he is. Yeah. It's like, you're a walking adverti- advertisement for what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you came from this and then probably- Advertisement, ad- sorry. Advertisement? Is advertisement? that is that UK? UK oh, I don't know. I forget which one is. Let's see, advertisement. Advertisement. What did you say? Advertisement. Advert, wait. One more time. Advertisement. 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 Wow. Advertisement. Is that just you or is that like- I don't know. I get- I mean, you could have just left at- Adver- Adver- yeah, Adver- I didn't need to yeah. continue Ad- to do all that. Yeah. Um, I didn't need all them <laughs> syllables. But like, yeah, I think if you, like there's one way of like, I guess what, what you do a lot, and I, I would just say what I do is more internal focused of like, we're trying to help people in the scene. Mm. But I think, yeah, like being someone like Saul, where you just go out and do your stuff and be fucking dope at it and like mm-hmm. bring your dance experience to a realm, yeah, yeah. it's going to funnel people back towards us. Like there's going to be interest. There's going to be stuff like, if if someone sees how successful he is, maybe they're like, oh, well, if he's dope, maybe there's more people from the dance scene that are into this type of thing yeah, yeah. or whatever. So oh, he also gives back because he always involves people from the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that wasn't yeah. to say he doesn't give back, but I more understand. on a, not in a traditional way of like, mm. he comes back and he's like, yeah, hey no. guys, have free clothes or you yeah, know, yeah. or think, whatever it is. Like, I think you can give back by just being an example as well. Yes. You know? Yeah. 100%. Like an example of something different that you can do with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah man. And I, I was talking to the um, students at UEL about this last week, I think, about the, I think it's, I think the right word is like fallacy, but I think it's basically bullshit that people go, oh, it's, you can't really make a living as a dancer or, or an artist or whatever. I think that's just what people, to be blunt, what people say to each other to excuse them failing. <laughs> They're like, oh no, it's that's why it's really hard to make a living in his eyes. It's like it's not. You just have to do it, do it right yeah. and do it well. And it's like someone like that. It's like showing like, oh, you can't make a living as a battler or whatever. It's like, yeah, but if you're into something else, combine that with the stuff that you do, package it well, and take it. Mm-hmm. It's like you can do really well, you know. Yeah. Like because you could maybe argue. I'm sure Saul has like a a streak for designing, and I'm sure he would have been successful no matter what. But his dance is a big part of his identity as a designer from what i see um, and it seems to be mentioned in everything that he does so i think it's yeah it's like he's taken that and made that why he's big i yeah, guess that's like the thing yeah yeah okay. so yeah i think it's just like anything that you're interested in you can combine with dance and you can use it motivational speech go get it guys <laughs> i need the like national anthem playing in the back you can do anything you believe in um all right should we talk about your friend. Who's my friend? Your friend. Mr. Dog Poop. Oh. I'm saying he's your friend because it happened in The Hague. Oh, that's why. That didn't happen in The Hague, actually. No, sorry, I lied. The show was in The Hague. It happened in Germany, I think. Right? Yes. The show that was reviewed was in The Hague. Have you heard about this at all? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Hilarious. So do you want to explain to Sean what happened? Okay. And then so, we'll go from there. I'll fill in details. 
So there is a choreographer who is, I think, the director of a like contemporary or ballet, I don't know, company in Germany, who is also a guest choreographer at NDT, mm-hmm. the Netherlands Dance Theater. And um, he did a show on a company, is it NDT? I don't know. He did a show and it was reviewed badly. Yeah, he, so he did a show called Oh, In Bats. the Dutch Mountains, which was premiered in The Hague. In The Hague. Bad review. I can't I can't remember what it said exactly. Oh, I've got I've got a quote oh, from it. Quotes. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so, the reviewer said the the quote that I think got him the most mad was that mm-hmm. uh it watching the show was being alternatively driven mad and killed by boredom. But <laughs> Yo. But at the same time, Strong. there was also some positive stuff in there. Just oh, was say. there? Okay, there was, I didn't know that. It wasn't just negative. It was like some some good so stuff. So, there was well. good reviews too. And in that same review, there was like sentence that was like, oh, this was good about it. And this was bad about it. I guess it was just, how did you come back from that? Wait, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. So that was reviewed. (laughs) Well, yeah, he definitely had a comeback and it toured, right? So it, it was in Germany. Okay. And then, um, his name is Marco Goke, by the way, just so he knows who, who, um, so they went to Germany and (laughs) this reviewer came to that same show in Germany. So she went to the one in the Hague and she came back to the one in Germany. The choreographer saw that she was she was wanting to be an audience member, and he was like, "No, you can't come in." And she was like, "Well, I thought it was at a different show that he was choreographing. It was at a ballet." No, it was she the same went, show, wasn't it? I don't think it was the same show. I All think right. he he. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think from what I was looking up earlier, she it reviewed it. Okay. when that came out, it, it right. the the review came out, and then he was choreographing a, a ballet, <sighs> and then she was at the ballet that I he was that. choreographing. That. Yeah, there was a show in Germany, so she came again. And then what happened? Luke, so take it away. He's I don't even want to say it. Apparently he's like famous for always having like this little dog with him, like this little puppy in his bag or whatever. Or like that's his thing. Oh. He always carries this little puppy around with him. Anyway, apparently he confronted her in the lobby of the... In the lobby? While other people were there. While everyone was there. And I think at the intermission or whatever. Intermission. He confronted okay. her about this review and they were like shouting or whatever. And he took out... A bag of his dog's shit. A little baggie. And smeared it on her face. On her cheek. No way. He just grabbed it and went. So he bitch slapped her too. With dog shit. I don't know the force. Like how, what level of force does it need to be to be considered a bitch slap? Because there's a a level where it's caress. And then there's the other level where it's a bitch slap. So how, at what number do we get to? No, I think he smeared it. So it was a more of a gentle. Like a. Now, I have a one oh, question. On. Yes. Well, the main question is... It was what? It was a, a woman. Ah, yes. So I... My one question... My main question is around him and his level of sanity. My other question is, how did he do it that she didn't move out of the way? I think those things happen really fast. But if I if I picture it and you, me and you are arguing and then you reach into your bag, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Could be anything. Pull out the dog shit. Mm, now, it had to have been in a bag. Yeah, so he bag. also has to open the bag. No, well, I guess if it's already open, it's oh, open. It's in the open. Bag. In the, so maybe he reached in, he just reached and, it and grabbed and it, and then went like that. I don't know. I feel like I would duck. So maybe like, she's older. No, maybe I mean, he didn't pull it out. Maybe he just dipped. Ah, uh, dipped. In just the, did a dip maybe. in a scoop. <laughs> That's some yo. If he did that, we have <laughs> to give him points for the smoothness. Yes, because in order to dip and scoop and yeah, yeah, yeah. smear Before without the person's clot, what's going on? That's. 
But also, no. I read Impressive. an interview that she gave the day after this happened. Oh, she she went on a press <laughs> run about it. <laughs> she did, she did. So yeah, go on. she said that it all happened very quick and she didn't realize what was happening until after. Yeah, I, I can't imagine you expect that. <laughs> like, no, no, but yeah, even yeah. while it was happening, she was just like, uh. Yeah, because that's wild. Yeah. Um, you touch her lips? I, I don't oh, know. That's what we need to know. Uh, that's a bit. That's disgusting. If it yeah, because yeah, that smear, like, it yeah. would have to be like that or it'd have to be a cross. I yeah. have to say, he gave a statement about this. <laughs> okay. Let me just, I want to know his defense. So talk talk well, amongst yourselves, please. They definitely, <laughs> so the ballet apologized and he was suspended um, as their choreographer. I don't know. In Germany. In Germany for for that ballet, but I don't does know. Does it if, end there or does it go like. I don't think there's much else that happened. It's just that he got in a lot of shit for doing that. A lot of no, shit, he huh? didn't. Uh, uh, for doing that. He actually didn't. Well, in the sense of like he got suspended, they had to put a statement out. He had to put a statement out. But yes. like in terms of actual repercussions, maybe not. Not really, because he only got suspended from the Germany company. Mm. But then NDT, who is currently touring his work, came out with a statement saying, we appreciate our relationship that we've built with this guy for the last 10 years and we will be continuing touring his piece. <laughs> AKA, we can't afford to fire him because he's making yeah. us a lot of money. And I'm just trying to get this statement up. But oh, do you want me to? Oh, no, there you go. Statement from who? NDT? No, from the guy. Oh, okay. So he basically saying like, yeah, it was wrong, but... <laughs> or like a, a half apology. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I can't, I can't He's still up. pissed. Is it there? Oh, wait, wait, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Statement from Marco. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Marco, Marco Huka. Oh, okay. There we go. Say that again. Marco I said Goak. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's wrong. Marco oh. Huka, I would say. Is what? Where is that name from? I... It looks like a Dutch name. Does it? Who knows? So in Dutch, you'd pronounce that hookah. 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 Spell it. G-O-E-C-K-E. I would say hookah. I'm going to look it up. G-O-E-C. What? How do you say? G-O-E-C-K-E. I have no idea. Okay, what does this so go yeah. on? Tell us what it says. He basically says, says me... <laughs> I, I'm translating from Dutch, right? So sorry about this oh, translation. Yeah. Say it in Dutch. He was just saying no, like, even I was shocked by my behavior. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, said, I'm a victim too. <laughs> it, I, I, it just happened. <laughs> he said, yes, I did go too far. Oh, he said, I did go too far, but I was just, it was an impulsive, uh, impulsive action. I didn't see it coming either. No, I'm sorry, very yeah. sorry. Um, okay. Oh, oh wait, so funny. yeah, it's funny. That's he said, I'm very hilarious. sorry. He said, I would like to point out the following. In an age that reacts so insensitively to everything we do and say, um, I can't speak English. We must ask ourselves where, oh, I can't. But you're translating it, it, or is that in English? No, this is English, but I can't speak it. Where? I would like, in an age that reacts so sensitively to everything we do and say, even cultural criticism, and this express expressly also under the indisputable premise of freedom and opinion. Yo, too many words who for, wrote for, this? Like, this is some this some is word chess. So he said, "All right, let me start again." At the same time, however, I would like to point out the following: in an age that reacts so sensitively to everything we do and say, even cultural criticism, and this expressly also under the indisputable premise of freedom of opinion and oh. freedom of the press must ask itself where it violates the boundary to insult to denigrate works to mobbing to attempt to create negative opinions and to damaging business this is what miss 
Hooster? This, that's the reviewer. How do you say that? That's German for sure, right? Hooster. Hooster. Um, at least towards me, and some, though not all colleagues, will be able to confirm this, has practiced again and again for years in a more or less subtle way with her often spiteful criticisms. I apologize for the fact that my collar finally burst, but I also ask for some understanding, at least for the reasons for which this has happened. All right, let's- It's a bunch wait. of misdirection there. Yes. Can I just say, what are you doing? Oh, who's oh. going to play? Blacker. No. Coke. No. Blacker. No. Hookah. Coke. Hookah. Coke. <laughs> um, all right, and go on. Anyway, I was going to say, he is basically blaming her for doing her job. She is a reviewer. Is there a, and speaking of someone who talks about other people's stuff all the time, yeah, is on. there a line? No. Also, you're an artist. So if, if I talked about your work and I was like, yo, this work is shit. No one goes see it. That's your opinion, isn't it? Okay. I think the only thing that needs to be grounded is your knowledge of what you're seeing. Like if you're going to go and see a piece that is a ballet based piece, you should do a little bit of research about what ballet is and then form your opinion about how it would make you feel. Mm -hmm. Right. If you go and see, a hip-hop theater show, make sure you do some research about what it comes from and then form your opinion. But if you say, I know what it comes from, I just don't like it, that's you. That's all you. A reviewer isn't there to promote the show. They're mm -hmm. there to give their opinion about the show. Mm -hmm. That's all. And yeah, do you feel like there's like a line or where it's like too far? I think obviously opinions, anyone can have one. But if it's someone that's that you do reviews as part of your work, mm -hmm. maybe your reviews need to be, you know, based on some sort of prior knowledge. Yeah. 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 So like, otherwise, why are you doing this line of work and not anyone? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I guess also that's, I, I would hope is on the audience that it's like, if there's a critic who doesn't know what they're talking about, event, you would hope that eventually they lose popularity because everyone's like, well, they're just cussing work they without don't. understanding. Sorry. That's yeah. my, um, the reviewers of this time sometimes don't know shit. Yeah. So yeah. On here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just i think it's like not the first like 10 minutes or something but okay. after that it's fine um yeah <clears throat> especially when it comes to stuff that isn't ballet based or contemporary based in theaters when reviewers come and watch it they usually don't do research about what it is i'm speaking about my own work mm. and some people that have reviewed hip-hop theater work they don't know where it comes from like agreed yeah and so they just look at what it is and they compare it to their knowledge of hip-hop which is like a beyonce music video yeah um, or my work, and then they compare it to like yoga, which has nothing to do with it either. Um, that's hilarious. So I guess, <laughs> so I guess that's, that's where that line comes in and is like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about. So maybe take a step back. Well, I anything. also have the same feeling as you, but sometimes for an opposite reason where mm -hmm. people, I think sometimes hip hop theater work in, because that's where we tend to get these reviewers who are from a contemporary ballet thing. Yeah. Like we don't have reviews for battles besides the capsule because we're the one and only source. But um, yeah, we like we have tend to have these reviewers who are contemporary ballet, whatever, like mainstream reviewers come to like hip hop theater things. I think they sometimes give an unjustly positive thing yeah, because sure. they don't know what they're talking about. They oh, go, sure. oh, this was amazing and it's so good. And it's like, you, it's almost a bit patronizing because it's like, oh, look at these kids that don't really know dance who are doing look something amazing. Taking up space and that. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I watch stuff and I'm like, this sucked. Or like there was a, a, a yeah. whole, I have a more nuanced take on it. Yeah. But then I see the reviews and they're all like, amazing. The backflips were spectacular. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll oh, go fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's the same feeling as yours. No, but for sure. For both reasons, I think. For sure. I think this uh, lack of knowledge goes either way. It can yeah. either be very positive or it can be like, 
Look at them all dancing in sync. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The the spectacular family entertainment of yeah, like, like the way that the the theater world is changing at the moment. I think that needs to be reflected in reviewers. So yeah, come on, people, um, do your Guardian, job. Holla at your boy. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I would, I I think we all agree that there's no uh, justification for smearing dog poop. No, I think that's a little bit far. A little bit far. A little bit. Um, but yeah, the. I was also in terms of the critic reviewer, thi- what did you say? Oh, I don't want you to cut anything out. Oh no, it's fine. Go for it. I was gonna say that's like such white people's shit. <laughs> what smearing dog poo? Yeah, that would True. not have happened at any other show. You you know who you're doing that to as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, if that's like a younger dude, like he's not. You know who no, you're doing that. To. He only did that because it's an older woman. He can get uh-huh. away with it. As much as he's like, I surprised myself. It's like, yeah, you would have surprised yourself how much you would have held back if the guy could have punched you back. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no way you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it, it's a bunch of bullshit, but I think it's yeah. interesting when people, <laughs> ah, so, a bunch oh of dog goodness. shit. But when people like, yeah, where they snap with the reviews. And I, I get that, you know, it can damage your business and you're not happy. Yeah. Um, also, I think, you know, it's something where it depends how much you're around as a reviewer. I think that's important because it's like, say with that woman, it's like she was at the shit so she could, see him yeah. but he's also probably channeling all the frustration from all the other reviewers that he can't get to yeah you know what i mean for sure and i think this is also like the thing where why i find it important to still i mean i want to still be at battles and i still enjoy being there or, or events or whatever but that's important for me as well because it's like i want to see the people that i'm talking about and mm-hmm. i want them to be able to say to me no i disagree don't agree you yeah. know like i can talk about the kingdoms league but i know i'm going to see you guys so even mm-hmm. if i have criticisms of it I'm still going to say it, but I want to be able to be held accountable that like, uh, you know, I've had conversations like this with Brooke or whatever, where I've said stuff and he's been like, you didn't even read the thing. Like you got this wrong. You got this wrong. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But it's like, I think that's the benefit of being around because it keeps the reviewer a bit more with it. If I'm never going to see any of you, I'm just going to say anything, you know, but I'm not, some people are just going to say anything, but if you're around, it does that. And it also, it's like, let's say if I had a critic, critique of let's say the kingdoms league it would maybe for you guys feel more genuine because you're like oh yeah he's here experiencing it so he's i'm just not in my ivory tower being like oh i don't like that thing fuck it you know it's like i'm at the stuff i see you guys so for me to say i don't like this aspect hopefully it would mean like oh he's really saying that because he believes it not because he's trying to just be a dick for the sake of it i guess but also i guess that's the whole thing of an open conversation because yes someone can review something badly but if you can have a conversation about it that's cool or even just like having a a response to it because someone reviewed my work once and they used like very wrong terms as in like they called this position that i used a yoga like hilarious yeah move and i didn't i didn't know this person but (laughs) i just reached out to them being like hey it's called this just so you know for future reference and they were like oh cool sorry about that Mm. That but I think it. also the first you're a bit more of a level headed person than clearly this guy is. But I should have just gone with my just, <laughs> with yeah. my little bag of shit. <laughs> this is the new response to anything you don't like. Um wait till the, the judge judges like a uh, vote for the other person. <laughs> Reaching out in my <laughs> Yeah. Um but I think what's um what was I gonna say? Uh what did you just say? That's that's a, oh point. is that I like this, yeah. Very good. Some people get frustrated because let's say that person has a platform and your response was private, but you don't get to respond publicly. No, I also right. did it publicly. Okay. I was like, just so everyone knows, it's called this. Right, right, right. Especially when you're showcasing something that isn't well known yet. I'm not going to get upset if someone gets it wrong. Like, sure. I'll let them know like, no, it's this. 
future reference don't make the same mistake yeah um and it's also yeah it's like all opinion and and personal writing i guess so it's like yeah exactly that's the whole thing yeah and also it's it's interesting to know in a way i mean it's not still it's still not right but it's Mm -hmm. interesting maybe for you to understand okay the spaces that i'm in the closest association people have with a fucking indian person looking like this is yoga you know what i mean it's like and then you're like okay maybe i'm gonna navigate so there is stuff you can take from those type of things i think as well um and maybe it's like even if it is a case of like people are miseducated and miseducated is that a right word misinformed misinformed. not knowledgeable yeah it might be a case where you're like and and this is why it's good is that there there, there's no denying that there's spaces where people aren't educated on stuff like it's not we don't need to pretend that everyone is all educated on every culture like they're not so you if you take those indicators as like oh maybe i'm going to need to do a little bit more education maybe i'm going to need to adjust my program notes or something or not but <laughs> to be aware of it like yeah i'm aware of it i just think if you're a reviewer and you come to a show you need to do your own research i'm not going to do it for you sure but just to play devil's advocate yeah. if you're bringing something that's not my culture into my culture should i know the stuff like for example uh the dance that you do comes from where the, the, the indian dance comes from where what, what indian dance? you said you do a that? traditional traditional south of, india south india right so in okay so that's a <laughs> south indian dance right yeah if I brought hip hop into the places where they perform this or do this dance and I started doing locking and they didn't understand the terminology for locking. I'm, lo- I'm lost, sorry, but I'm, go- I'm going with Like, let's say if I, if I bring something that I do yes. into a place where it's not done, yes. is it, whose job is it to be educated? Is it my job to say, hey guys, this is a new thing that I'm bringing in. Um, it's called locking and basically it goes like this and here's the fan, mm-hmm. like blah, blah, blah. Or is it, could I walk into like, that culture and be like well you guys need to educate yourself do you know what i mean it depends on what your goal is my goal is to just put on a show i'm not saying that i'm educating someone on classical indian i'm just saying i'm making a show and that's it if you enjoy it you enjoy it that's cool but in order for them to talk about the work if you're a reviewer Mm. that's different it's interesting is it like i i just i'm not saying because i think i'm on your side but i'm also like not sure that i am if that makes okay. sense if you're if you're um <clears throat> audience member and you start talking about oh that those movements reminded me of this yoga pose we would be like oh interesting cool nice mm. talking about an opinion but if you're a reviewer and you're reviewing the work i think you need to know more i think there might be some some instances where that might not be possible you know it's I mean? not it's not because no one let's say knows. let's say um let's <laughs> let's say i work for the barbican and my job is just to review Everything. shows that yeah. that come on yeah mm-hmm then I don't have time to be Reviewing doing every research and, on yeah. each. If I work for the Barbican and every show comes on each weekend, I just write a review about my opinion. Mm. Then, I'm um, going to lie. I think if it's your job, it's your job. But I think there's a way to do it because it's like, I agree with <laughs> Sean. I know your face so well disagrees. <laughs> no, but it's like, is your job to review the show or to research and provide context for every show? Or is that yeah. the producer and the marketer of the show's job to do that? I think to form an opinion on something, if you're a reviewer, sp- specifically a reviewer, it should come from a place of knowledge and then have an opinion on it. Mm. I, and I, I don't think your point is invalid. I think I oh, just, hey. dis- no, like, I'm disagreeing, not from a place of you're wrong, but I just have a different opinion, I think. Yeah, okay. But it's, it's, I'm a bit more like, I 100% get it. And I would try and educate myself on everything. But it's also like, let's say if I, 
if I educate myself, mm -hmm. then how much do I need to also educate the people that I'm talking to? Because if I'm talking to a generic English crowd that don't really know about all these different cultures, if I start using okay, all the terminology, if I start using all the terminology from your stuff, they might read it and go, I don't know what that means. So now I have to explain all the history and everything. Or do I just, and I, and I think it's a very carefully worded thing. Or do I relate it to things that they would understand? So if I'm going to say breaking, right? Do we want breaking considered as the same sort of thing as gymnastics? No. However, for someone that has no clue about breaking at all or hip hop, if I say it's a very gymnastic type of movement and athletic gymnastic type of moves. Yeah, yeah. You, is, you could for sure. So this You're is what I'm saying. It. It's, it's not. Yeah, exactly. I'm not being ignorant and saying, oh, they're doing gymnastics. No. I'm saying this is something that you guys are going to understand. If you think of gymnastics, that's the closest reference you're yeah. going to have. So then... I'm there on that. Okay, so that's you're comparing what, yeah. something. You're not saying it is gymnastics. Right. And that's what it I think, different. what I was saying about there's a way to word it. So I wouldn't have said it's a yoga it move. This. However, yeah. if she says the closest thing you can imagine to this is different. a yoga type of movement and it's from a similar cultural background, I, I get them. Yeah. But it's also the wording and the way you the say wording, it. The wording, for sure. Mm. Yeah. For sure. And I was going to say... Was that say, your pushback? Yeah. No, I was going to say... You know those people that, oh, this is going to be funny. Go you know on. those people that comment while there's a football game on? Yes. You're not going to put me there. Wait, uh, the com commentators? Yeah. Okay, you're not going to put you there, what do you mean? You're not going to put me there because I don't know anything about it. Ah. Uh, For me, it's right. similar but that's, to that. Mm, I think that's different though. All right. Do you think that's different? Or is I same? mean, I don't know anything about Super football. Super different. Okay, go on. All right. We love a strong opinion here on the capsule. Go on. Well, because Why to even... To even work that job, you need to know so much about the sport. Mm. So why is that different yeah. for reviewers? That's a good question. Because their job is to watch and review, not to necessarily... It's different because they, they're not commentators, first of all. They're giving their, their own personal opinion, right? Mm. Oh, no. I think so. Could do. Yeah. Commentators yeah. know facts about football. True. But they also say like, oh, nice, nice Ball. <laughs> <laughs> nice ball. We've watched three games in our life. So the thing I think is interesting though is that the you could argue that sports versus like theater and stuff, like sports has an objective and there's rules and there's things going on. Art is for entertainment. So if you were gonna let's say if I'm good for mango, are you? No, I think if you if I was gonna put you in a football game and I was gonna say, Can you review this Arsenal game for Purely on an entertainment basis. I still need to do my research. But do you though? Because if you were like, this game was really boring, nothing really happened, it was nil-nil, and you're speaking to an entertainment audience, so like the general public who don't watch football. Yeah, but I can't be like, look at them kicking the ball. I, I, like, I have to be like, they had a penalty or something. Like, I don't know those words. Me, mm -hmm. my knowledge doesn't go there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what about if you were like, oh, this player... Like this guy, and you don't quite know who he is, but you're like, yeah, this guy played really badly. Like he, he missed a few shots and then turns out you're talking about Messi or something. And it's like, yeah. did you need to do your research on why he's playing badly or whether no. he's usually good? Or, or did you just look and go, well, oh, he missed a few shots and that means he's not doing great. I'm not saying you should go back to, to tell, talk about how he, be, he became a footballer. I'm just saying it would be nice if you know the name. Yeah, but I think there's a difference between would be nice and it would be nice if every reviewer did their research, but also do they have to? There's a, it's a big... I think yes. Mm, interesting. I'm just playing devil's advocate for the, for the conversation, I guess. But yeah, any last things on that? Nah. Nah. Um, all right. Nah. Also, um, 
I did go and see the show that got reviewed and it was shit. Actually. No. <laughs> it was really boring, Marco. Like, oh, look at you being, being <laughs> No, no, no. I just, I just wanted to piss him off. Gai- Hooker. Hooker. I say Geico. <laughs> Marco Geico. Um, your show sucks, bro. Um, <laughs> all right. So here's the thing. I don't want to make, because these audience questions are, are a lot. So here's what we're going to do. Quick fire thing. Quick fire thing. And I'm going to throw it to... Well, we'll throw it out there if one of you wants to answer more than the other, or if it's more like, um, whatever. If it's more suited to one person, we'll do that. Okay. And try. We'll try and keep them because I like to go off on a tangent, as any capsule listener knows. Um, so we'll try and keep them as short answers as we can, and just answer as many of your questions as we can. Thank you for everyone that submitted a question. If you are a listener, it's super helpful when you engage and ask questions and also comment like anything you disagree with or anything you liked, like. We love the organ- uh, the audience engagement and it, it really helps more than you know. So Aww. please keep doing it. Get involved. Uh, yeah, and get involved. So, all right, first question. How do you yes. get over prelim jitters? <laughs> you have them. Is that why you're laughing? Just do it. Just do it. Good question. Just do uh, it. Good answer, I mean. For, especially with locking for me. I feel like there's, there's no way to answer that other than practice and evolve. Yeah. You know? Like, so you, when your skills are up, you'll. It's about your skills, but it's also about like your experience Mm. with, with like how you learn how to perform. Like it's like public speaking. Yep. Yeah. 100%. I think there's a, there's a certain, at at some point you learn how to deal with working in pressurized environments and then you'll find that all of those pressurized environments, you learn how to deal with them better. Yeah. Whether it's a prelim or whether it's speaking on the mic in front of an audience. Yeah. And I think it's, there's a saying of like, what is it like? uh, It's really cliche, but like bravery isn't the absence of fear. It's doing something in spite of the fear or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I think it's the same as like this for prelim. Like everybody feels prelim jitters. It's just the more experienced people. Everybody had them at the start. Yeah. And it's like, even now we just learn to deal with them. Like there's times when we like, we're about to go on and we're like, oh, and we just learn to just go, no, I'm just going to do it. I've done this before. Even like your favorite dancer when they started out. Yeah. Nervous, terrified. Yeah. I think it's experience as well. The more you do it, the less it's a thing. And also, you know that there's more that are going to come. So if you fuck this one up. The more more you do it, the less it's a thing. Sometimes for some people, I think it increases. Ah, yeah. But you get more jitters the more you do it. But it depends depends on the individual and like how you learn from each each one. True. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good answers. When you get inspired, how do you transfer an idea from your mind to the space? I'm going to go to you on Sorry, that Sorry, one. one more time. You get an idea. Yep. You're like, oh, I've got this thing. I'm yep. inspired, blah, blah, blah. Yep. How do you take it from your mind and put it into actual physicality? Like, Oh, I think it's similar. It's like just doing it more often, like experience. But let's say in a one, like not over a long career, but like one, like right now, tomorrow, you get inspired by something yeah. and you need to turn that into a physical piece. Where do you start? Well, for me, when I, okay, so I'm currently actually in the middle of making a new piece. There we go. So I go, I start <laughs> is it with about yoga. It definitely is, and about Bollywood. <laughs> yes. Um, start with images. Sometimes I look at videos about people. Well, look at videos, people talking about this topic. Like background research on the background thing. research, music that maybe I feel would fit inspires me and then i just start making some stuff so you just go in the studio and start moving yeah i is do there any research l- and then go into the studio and just see what comes out, out and sometimes or? it's not so good sometimes it's really good like i make a hundred things and then maybe two things are good i'm like okay i'm gonna continue on that and so literally you're in the studio you've done this background research yeah 
what are you starting to do to move? Are you just freestyling and being like, what feels good? Or are you like looking at movement themes that you can bring in? Like, how do you Yeah, it, it depends. I use different techniques, I would say. I use like really specific, like, okay, this image is nice. Let me see what I can take from that and make that into a moving thing. Or I just go with feeling and freestyle something. And then I look at the video. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This could probably be something. something. Cool. So, yeah. um, that's really helpful. I, if I can add to that, not that I have as much experience as you guys, but I think for me choreographing is kind of similar to like when you're dancing to music where it's like you're taking music which is auditory and turning it into something visual right mm -hmm. in this example you're taking an idea and turning it into something visual so the first thing is to start creating visuals is would be mine yeah. so even if you doodle on a paper write words do a brainstorm get like pictures from inside like the yeah. quicker you can turn that idea like basically make a mood board or a vision board Definitely. the quicker you can take anything that's not visible and turn it into something visible you've already done the first step of making oh yeah choreography that's sorry to bounce off that as well uh, especially with the video that i did uh for far from norm the back the backless one backless I, the, ba the back what do you call this top, yeah yeah, yeah topless, top, top, back, topless video. back one um <laughs> i had this image of like naked person in a mountain okay in a dream very random and then i just start videoing myself from like the back nothing it was just at home like no background and then i started to think of the background so like the more you have the image and then yeah. the more things come together yeah and you'll never create the perfect thing the first time no, you definitely. have to like do it bit by bit yeah. um what aided you this is for both of you in conducting high quality workshops and classes like what what do you have certain techniques is there anything um, you've learned about teaching high quality workshops and classes so uh okay where to start so <laughs> First of all, experience was the main one. It's like the, teaching. the most important one, experience teaching. Um, I, I started teaching uh, locally, teaching friends and like youth club dancers. So I started there. Um, that was my first kind of teaching experience. Um, progress, blah, blah, blah. Let's say 10, 15 years. Um, something which was a big turning point for me with, with uh, teaching and workshops is... Uh, when I studied to be an English teacher. Mm. So, um, I didn't know you did that. Yeah, I, wow. I knew. <laughs> so, um, learning how to teach, um, I learned some skills from that that I brought back into dance. Mm. And then it it just, whoosh, mm. it did that. Like I was the, able to like communicate differently in yeah. class. Yep. This kind of stuff. Yeah, there's really like a skill to teaching. I there's think, a skill to teaching how to make learn. students. Uh, Engaged. give you the results that you want right yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. and i think it's also we we kind of get wrapped up in this world that we're so unique as dancers that no one else knows what we're doing and it's like the skill of teaching is hundreds and thousands yeah. maybe of years old so yeah, it's like yeah. there's resources out there to yeah. learn how to communicate information you just then put your speciality into it but yeah you can you can do courses on yeah. teaching like what yeah, helped yeah. me as well was going to other people's classes mm. and seeing what i liked and what i didn't like how people mm -hmm. brought certain things and i was like no i don't want to do that like yeah. that so mm -hmm. i'm gonna do it different and there's also not one way to teach like no. it's your style of teaching For and sure. that's what you have to determine by doing stuff like that yeah um this is one that some people agreed with when it was posted how do you compete slash excel when being outside of a major scene i.e being outside of london i thought of you because you taught um a lot at like jukebox and stuff and some of those guys have gone on to be... Say the question one more time. Like, if you don't live in London, you're mm -hmm. outside of a major scene. Or let's say you're from, like, a place in France and you're not in Paris. Like, how do you still keep up with the people that are here in the midst of it? I mean, I've never lived outside of a major city, mm. so I can't speak from experience, but... Well, how I would you like say people do? I feel like um, it's a lot easier now with, with the online thing and social, social media. media and that. 
you can you can communicate with people you can see videos that inspire you and this kind yeah. of stuff and then travel yeah. you, ultimately you're gonna have to travel at some point true you just stay where you, where you are then you ain't gonna get very far like know? strategic traveling hit the stuff that's gonna like i think especially depending on what realm you're in like if you're trying to be a battler it's one thing if you're trying to be a choreographer it's one thing but it's like you have to show your face in the right place so this marketing and branding is so whatever country you're you're based in i guess the first thing you're going to do is is have to make contact with the major city i mean mother funk's a good example Mm. and harry she's she's in scotland yeah and harry as well but they make regular contact with london and the scene here and like they're two of our like two big figures in popping and yeah. they don't live anywhere near London. They're nowhere near possible. the major city. Yeah. But they, they make contact with it and, you know, put in the work, you get the results. Yeah. Anything on that or no? No. no? Really. Lovely. Um, all right. This is one for Sean. Cause of he, he made a status a while back about the new gen <laughs> and now no one has let it go. People feeling attacked forever. On, yeah. Then. No, actually a, a lot bums. of people, <laughs> you lot of bums. I have to say, <laughs> From my perspective, a lot of the new gen took that very well and they took it on the chin and, and went mm. for it. So uh, congrats for that. But there's, I have mm-hmm. two questions on that. One is, are the new gen doing enough, Sean? Have they done enough? Are they doing enough? If not, what can they do more? We spoke about this a little bit last week because someone asked about it and Lee just said, Lee said in his very eloquent way, calm down, bruv, everyone just started traveling two minutes ago. What does, what does doing enough mean? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Well, what was your criticism originally? And what, have they done enough on that, if we if we put it to that? I don't know. I can't remember where it started. I think it was about travelling and representing outside of the country. I, I could be wrong, but I think that's what it was. I mean, they're doing it now. I see I see a lot of the youngsters doing that, a lot of the young yeah. gen. Yeah, they're travelling, they're repping. So um, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think it's just that. Very general question. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah. But I think... I ha- that's why I said it to you. Like, I have a feeling it was... Um, about the travel. Yeah, it was about what Sean had said about the new gen thing. But I think it's like, it depends on your goals also. But it's like, yeah, I think it's just keep doing it. And, and the whole the whole thing I think about your status was that like, you can be a big fish in a small pond here. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you travel and you're in the world scene, you're on the the world ranking. And there might be people like let's say like you and Brooke who don't travel so much for battles anymore, but you know your place on that world ranking, let's say the Mm. informal world ranking, because you've been out there doing it, you know, likelihood of how you can keep up with certain poppers in Paris or in Japan or whatever, because you've been there like Brooke. I mean, he was just judging in France the other day, but like, I think that's the thing when you start to go travel and it's not, it's not a case of traveling once and being like, Oh, I got through prelims. I must be pretty good. It's like, how do you do over a 10 year career of traveling? Mm. That's where your real level is. So I think it's like, you got to keep going and then you start to see you do really well. One day you don't get through prelims the next day. And over the course of years, you average out like, okay, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. You start to get invited more. You start to get a reputation. So yeah, I, I feel think like it's, 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 it's difficult to say like, if you're, if the new gen are doing enough, I mean, just stay active, stay involved, stay busy. Yeah. And we'll see how things pan out in the next couple of years. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And it's also, I, I I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I think it's also deciding between you guys, and it's not an actual conversation, but it's more of a sentiment as you grow, or like where you want to take the scene. Like yeah. you guys, were, or like, I don't know about me, including me in that, because I was around, but I wasn't really doing much. But like in terms of battles and stuff, it's like, 
there was a time when we were getting our heads kicked in by a lot of the, like a mid-level French popper would come over and just kick it. Yeah, I just want to say the UK is the second best in Europe right now, man. Ooh. After? After France. In what style? Popping. <sighs> popping. I would definitely back that on popping. Say hip hop freestyle. Ooh. Yeah. Breaking? Actually, let me think about hip hop freestyle. Mm. Hip hop freestyle Ooh. is a little bit more of a. I, I feel like there's some Germans yeah. that are still uh, stick levels. Popping. Pop yeah, I don't know if. We, let's say we're doing KOD like four on fours or something. I don't know who's. I just think street us. dance styles across the board. UK is the second best right now. We're doing. We're doing. Well, I think so. What I was gonna say is like I think your generation's thing on that was like we're not doing well. Let's travel. Let's get out there and change this reputation and change it so that if somebody, even like when it came to a fact of like fucking Nelson and who came over for Just a UK, Nelson and Frankie, Nelson and Frankie is like two of the best poppers in the world at that time are not having an easy ride to winning. Mm. Even if they won, it's like, it's tough for them. Mm. Let alone, like your mid-level ones are getting their asses kicked over here now. Mm. So it's like, that was you guys' um, mission. Yeah. And it's like, okay, people in the young generation now, it's like, what is your, what do you see that's wrong with the scene or that needs changing or that you can So implement? you lot need to take us from being the second best to the best. Exactly. Ooh. There we you go. drop it's from second to like fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's or it's issue, like bro. maybe you decide like, all right, we've got this vendetta against Paris. We're gonna flood. <laughs> we're gonna flood France every weekend, and until they know that we're better, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. It's like I think you have to also find your mission for your generation and do something with that. Another one should this is quite easy. Should the new generation and old generation team up more on events and videos and content, etc.? Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll film it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, collaboration is always good. I think yeah. so. That's pretty easy. Um, actually, I'm going to ask you this one because you're doing it. What training tools and or goals would you recommend freestylers have when training for battles? Oh, I don't even know how to answer this question. Well, what are yours? Time. Go on. Training tools and or goals. When training well, for battles. When training for battles. Um, I would say, I don't know, like mastering the, the, style. the style. Anything else? No, I just like d practicing, <laughs> practicing, doing rounds, like doing as many rounds as you can, really, like dur during the week, even if it's just 30 seconds, like doing rounds mm. um, um, at random times for me, because I work as well as a dancer, right? Right. So I don't have, I don't have a lot of time in the day. So even if it's just in the morning, right before I go work, I, I bash out a round or like uh, in my break, I have an hour break. I bash out a round. I don't tend it to you, but I do it um, just doing it at random time. So I know like even when I'm tired, I can do a round, mm. something like that. My my advice is to is is to have a community or try and have like some people that are like minded. You know, mm. it's so much more beneficial if you got people that are interested in the same thing mm -hmm. that you can you can kind of you build each other up. Yeah, and then if you're lucky, get yourself a mentor. Yeah, yeah, or a coach. Yeah, I would add in that um, mm. specificity if you're training for battles but all you ever do is like three round, three minute rounds to your favorite songs. You're going to be out of practice when someone says you've got 45 seconds to do your best stuff, like figure out the format of battles and how you need to structure your dance and practice that. It's like with exercise or whatever. Yeah. If you want to get good at jumping, do lots of jumps. <laughs> like if you want to get good at battling, do one minute rounds with uh, a break in between and try and do like, if you, this is what I always tell Lewis when we're talking about it is like prelims is one round 
let's say quarter semis finals let's say they're two rounds each so that's one two three four five six seven let's say there's two ties eight nine Mm -hmm. if you can't do let's make it 10 to be generous if you can't do 10 rounds without repeating yeah and without getting tired you know what i mean it's like you need to structure your your dance to be able to work in a battle format you need to have 10 separate rounds at least that are all good level that can all bang again you could have the hardest person in the world for your first round so 10 good level rounds with that you can bang in a minute and you need to have the stamina to be able to do it. So it's like specificity in your training, I would say. I mean, to build on that as well, I think for me, what I've been trying to do as well is sometimes not, not necessarily routine, but just like, what are you like signature moves? Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like building that for yourself. Not just like, Oh, that looks cool on someone else. Like seeing what your body does that you want to make your own signature. Yeah. Your style is important. Your, yeah. Your signature. I would also say that how I would train and how I've asked, uh, helped Lewis training, but it's not the way for everyone, but it's like of those 10 rounds, Mm -hmm. split them up into 10 different rounds. So one's a waving round, one's a floor work round. Even if it's not the full round is that, that's the theme of that round. And Mm -hmm. then you can fit your preset blow ups in. So if you have a floor work move, it goes in the floor work round. Mm -hmm. And then you can mix them up as you want. But if you start to have these, this like structure, then you can fit it. Yeah, because that's what I do as well weekly, like focusing on different things. Maybe one week is more focused on like, party moves and then mm. the, other, the other week is more focused on like yeah i don't know that's that good way yeah um all right lack of djs on the scene and how music has come becoming repetitive in the uk in my opinion well we can't speak on your opinion but <laughs> lack of djs in the scene is that a question well it's like what they wanted us to speak about lack of djs on this i mean there's there's a few good ones but anything is DJ equipment is expensive. Anyone can become a dancer if they have space and headphones. Mm-hmm. To become a DJ, you need expensive equipment. So there's a barrier to entry from that. Um, there's also, once you've spent however much decks are, you have to then spend the time. Software. Yeah, buy all the software. You need to have a good laptop to be able to run it. And then you have to get paid enough. Like if I buy a new camera, everything every time i buy a new piece of equipment i calculate how many jobs on average it will take me to pay myself back for this camera so yeah. if i spend a thousand pounds i'm like okay this many jobs will bring me a thousand pounds and that camera can help me get those type of jobs yeah with a dj it's the same so it's like i'm going to spend 500 pounds on equipment how many jobs am i going to get how long is that going to take me and if there's not that many jobs going well i guess that goes back to maybe events hiring the same djs because if you're a new person getting into yeah, yeah. Be- wanting to be a DJ, then if you're not getting asked to do jobs, how would you ever? Exactly, yeah. But I mean, again, it's like the locking thing with the categories. It's like if you put your stuff online and you're getting a buzz and you're putting mixes out, you're putting YouTube videos, you're yeah. you're Instagramming all the stuff that you're doing, That's and true. people know you. They're gonna the demand will be there. So yeah, build your own hype. Yeah, and music becoming repetitive is linked to them hiring the same DJs. I think the music yeah. is repetitive when it's the same DJ every time because they have their own style in it. Yeah. So, um, and if they're getting hired every time, they have no incentive to get new music because they're not competing um the new movements under 18s battle yeah it was sick really good um Mm -hmm. i filmed so all the videos are up on our youtube shout out to Maisie, who it was my favorite of the night she killed it um one of harry's students but um i don't like crediting the teacher with 100 it's like yes harry trained her but she's putting in the work to becoming good so mm-hmm. let's also give her her prop. obviously harry's dope and he's a great teacher but let's also give her her props for putting the work in and becoming good at fucking 13 years old mm-hmm. um yeah really good there was a lot of good people there um yeah i hope i, I think the, the under 18s battle thing is a great 
thing. There's a few questions about under 18s battles, but okay. yeah, I think that's a great thing for them to have their playground and to develop that scene there so that when they enter the scene with the adults, mm -hmm. they've got a bit under their belt already. It gives them a little safe space to keep pushing themselves. So, yeah. and it's, it's good. It's in interesting to see. I enjoyed that a lot. I remember when I used to go to under 18s battles, like ages ago, well, not when I was under 18, but when I used to watch is like the level has got way higher. Like some of these people, I was watching the battle and I was like, I don't know if I would have won this. Like, <laughs> I would have done okay at this battle and that's yeah. it. Like <laughs> I would have won a few and lost a few, but I was like, these guys are all like super young, but yeah, dope event. Shout out to Josh and new movements and yes. um, shout out to all the dancers who were there. Cause yeah, keep that, it going, man. It's important. It's yeah. an important one. And, and yeah, I think there would be good turnout if it was like done regularly. Um, yeah. Well, it's locking scene in the UK and where it was heading. Uh, we've kind of spoke about that, yeah. I guess, but um on yeah. the rise on the rise on the rise let's leave that with the positive it's on the rise advice for popping is it yes <laughs> we we hope it's on the rise um yeah, yeah. but yeah we have to wait and see also i have i have a pretty firm belief in that you can't force a culture to be what it isn't because that's not a culture anymore a culture is a naturally occurring thing so if people aren't as interested in locking if you try and force it too much then they're just doing it out of a sense of, I have to do this thing as opposed to, we want a real interest in locking. So that's why we need role models. We need people doing it. Yeah. We need more videos and stuff. And then people are going to actually be interested in it. So yeah, yeah let's see. So are we saying, are we saying locking's dead or what are we saying? I think it's, it's, there's a little like the, the heart monitor is like this. Mm, mm, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, okay. it's in a, it's, it's in a, okay. it's okay. in a coma with some hope. There's some hope right. for like some experimental medical treatments uh, and we could bring it back. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll I have to say it. it's a lot more positive than it was yes. like a year and a half, two years I'm ago. Here for, I'm just so positive guys. I think it's, it's, it's on the rise. Yeah. Cool. I, I'm talking about like people. That. It's great. People are cool. interested. Well, that's good. Right. If from your perspective, you're seeing that. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Sick. <laughs> um, someone said advice for popping, but I mean, there's that's so broad that we could be on it all day. I would say, yeah, go to Sean's class. There's also other people that teach, teach Tuesday. Get on beat, <laughs> learn how to dance. Yep. Learn how to pop. And also there's dance. so much on YouTube now. There is so much stuff that you can look at on YouTube. And I mean, I don't know if you would agree on this, but I think just start by just copying the best you can from like what you see. If you don't know all the technique Imitate and all the names. favorite dancers. Yeah, yeah. Don't, you don't have to be like, oh, until I know all the vocabulary and all the technique, just go do the stuff that looks cool to you. Start with waving and tuts and the shit that you think looks cool. Play with that and then. Start somewhere. Yeah, just yeah. start and you'll get there later. Um, more under 18s events or more under 18s battles in events. I think that's either or. So are you saying we need more under 18s events or do we need more under 18s categories in normal events? Mm. I think the under 18s events are cool. Their own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As their own thing. I like that. It kind of makes it like their space. And what um, New Movements did also, which is quite cool, is they tried to get like a younger judge. I mean, Sheldon's a bit of a younger DJ, but like yeah. their whole thing is like trying to get younger people involved in all the things, which I like. I, I actually, although we could say, you know, there's certain dancers that shouldn't be judging because they're too young and have less yeah. experience. I actually don't mind it if it's at an under 18s event. Yeah. And it's like them judging them. It's like, okay, cool. I'm not, I'm not mad at that um, in that context, but that's me personally. More under 18s events or more... Under 18s categories. More events. More events. Sorry. I need to pee. You need to, yeah, you can go. It's fine. No. You're going to hold it? Okay, this question. Is there a place to have free workshop? 
I don't know that we can answer that. South Bank, go and talk to people. Um, someone said maybe changing under 18s to under 21s. No. <laughs> it's like some, uh, the way I saw the under 18s the other day, it's like you lot are competing with the adults. So. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would change it to under 16s, if anything. Yeah, because in under under 18s, you have like a, if you change it to under 21s, you might have like a 20 year old against a nine year old. <laughs> yeah, so that's why. Yeah. You don't need that. I, I'm all for the categories thing. I would say it would be really cool if in events like what UDO do, where you have more like age based. I would love that in normal battles where you have like under 10s and under 50, under 16s and under 18s and then a, whatever, you know. Mm. I also think like breaking and actually I've seen some skateboarding stuff that is, but like the, they do like dirty 30s and all that where it's like, oh, yeah. I think those type of things would be quite fun. But no, I think changing to under 21s is like the whole scene mm. is like, it's a younger yeah. scene these days. Everyone's yeah. like 19, 18. Yeah. And they're fucking the best people in the world at that age. So I'm like, why do you need to kick us old people out? Yeah. <laughs> We're already losing to you. <laughs> um, someone said, not a question, but we need Sheldon DJing in most events. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Sheldon. I, I'm, yes, agreed, but I've also got to throw Josh in that mix because Josh kills it. So if we can change it to Sheldon and Josh, then cool. Sean, who did you learn popping and locking from and who are your dance role models? Aww. That's a specific one with your name in it. Um... Bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> started off uh, self-taught. Um, I would say for maybe the first five to seven years. Um, I went to Fred's class in 2008. So shout out to Fred. Um, Fred was teaching here and he also was the person that was bringing pioneers over from America. So I got to learn from... Um, yeah, from pioneers, I got to learn first-hand information that way. Um, so the people that I would say have made a big impact on me for popping are Walid, um, uh, Junior Boogaloo, uh, Sugar Pop, and Pop Tart. Are these who you credit as your, like your role models, or just who you learn from? These are the people that I I took the they they really uh helped shape me into what I I do today. Nice. Yeah. And um of course Greg and Shabadoo for locking. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Lovely. Um well this is kind of we may have already covered it. Why yeah. but this is a, specifically about you. Why does Sean think that locking is dying in the UK compared to other countries, e.g. Asia and Holland? Do you have a Show me your locking, man. Ooh. Show me it. But it's I'll think differently. No, but why do you think it is? Because I ain't seen them. Okay. Where are they? Fair. It's just not. Where present. are they? I don't know. There's a lot of all-star I didn't, battles. I didn't submit the question. There's a lot of all-star battles. I don't see that many lockers. Fair. I know there's not locking categories, but go into Fair. the all-star battles. Or and kill it. set up jams or whatever. All-star battles are under 18 a lot of the time. True. Put some content out. True. Um... Maybe we've covered this. How did you learn to teach styles and techniques effectively as a mental figure? We kind of covered that, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are you most grateful for? This is a good one about dance. What are you most grateful for about dance? What keeps you going after so long? And then they put deep LOL. After so long, so that's you. <laughs> do you mean you've been dancing for how long? <laughs> yeah, at least like 60 years. Exactly. Um, grateful. Most grateful for and what keeps you going? 
what keeps me going is i just enjoy dancing a lot and i like want to be dancing until i'm very old so that's what keeps me going i guess just i just enjoy it i get my happiness from it yeah just like it's my nice. life a little bit that's a good one yeah i think it's um it's helped me have a, a community it's helped or it's helped me be a part of this community um dance has helped me to express myself in different ways and you know you find confidence through dance um what was the other part of the question uh what are you most grateful for and what keeps you going what keeps me going i feel like well my position has changed a little bit in the scene now so uh seeing the next generation of people coming through yeah motivates me into to help work with them yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's like, like passing on information, you know? Yeah. Like someone asked this at the capsule anniversary, something similar. But for me, it's like, it's all the people. Like, I think that's such a thing that young people, and I didn't, I said this was a, a, one of my regrets in dance is that like, it took me so long to realize the connections that were in the scene. And I spent yeah. so long just being competitive and being like, yeah, screw everyone. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. beat them in a battle and just not talking to people and not making friends. <laughs> and it's like now, I actually have real genuine deep friendships like me and kieran used to like be rivals but yeah, it's yeah. like we were never friends i was just like oh fuck that guy he just wants to do foundations he's no fun like and i just i just and now he's like one of my best friends and like someone that i go to when i'm really like going through something and he's gonna be there for me and it's like i i'm regret that i it took me so long to gain that from the scene you know yeah. so i think that's something that i'm most grateful for is the people but also yeah what keeps me going is like and I mean, this is even with the capsule and stuff as well. It's like seeing even like the young guys, like if you say like UPG or these type of people that are coming up and you see them really doing the shit. And I'm like, it, that's what makes me keep going. Cause I'm like, fuck man. Yeah. It's like so many people and that you see them get friends and them make connections that are deep. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you're gaining the shit that I've now got. And like, I want to contribute to that or keep that going. And it's like, yeah, I think above all the other shit, it's like the people are such a valuable thing. I want to add. I guess I also want to say when you talk about being grateful, I think I'm very grateful for for the London scene because mm. like when I first moved here, I was like, oh my god, I don't know anyone. Like I literally moved here not knowing anyone, but yeah, I remember. Max. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in like such a short time, I feel like I've built so many like meaningful connections. Like you two are such a big part of my life, and mm. like I have a deep deep relationship with the both of you, and that happened in such a short time. So I guess I'm very grateful for the. What do you call that? Like generosity of the London scene. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Happy to hear that. Mm. Sean, would you start a locking class in London? Oh, I already had one. No one came. Oh, so I stopped it. <laughs> there you go. This is what happens when they say, why is it not locking and stuff? It's like you need to show up when no, stuff but happens. I had a class um, in, in 2012. I had the class until I think 2014 when I stopped it. Um, it was all right, but I mean... It was struggling quite a bit. Mm -hmm. mm. But I know times have changed. Those people ain't really around anymore. There's a new scene. So um Maybe. Who knows? Would you consider the workshop model? Uh -huh. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I might do a one off and see how it goes, mm -hmm. you know. Cool. See what the interest is like. That's yeah. exciting. I don't know about a weekly class though. Yeah, a weekly come. class is a big commitment. All yeah, the yeah, people yeah. that said they're interested in locking come. <laughs> Um, this is kind of again I feel like it's doubling up on a lot of stuff what are some options for progression slash community as a newbie locker I feel like we covered some yeah, of that you're really what are some options for progression slash community use online reach out hire a studio and do sessions Vatican pirate yeah, and like, also just get reach your people out together. to people that, that, that you know that they practice 
just reach out and yeah. be like, oh, can we practice? Together? Or travel. Yeah. Or travel. Yeah, just yeah, train reach out, people. reach out to the right people. Try and find out who who does what. Speak to people. Communicate. Try and find out the knowledge. I mean, it's nothing that that hasn't always been the case. Yeah, it's always been There's that way. There. But I think also it's like with any of these questions or anything, it's like don't just sit and wait for other people to do it. If something isn't happening, do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Like if there's no sessions for locking and you want a locking session, start one. hire a studio and start yeah. one. Like, mm -hmm. and then things will happen. You know, it's like, we're all sitting around waiting for someone else to do the thing that we need in the scene. Like Facts. do it yourself. Um, this one, I don't think I've got much on this, but why aren't dancers criticized online as much as other artists, for example, musicians and comedians? Cause I think no one cares as much about dance. Who's going to sit and go, oh, this dancer was like, like we all listen to music. So we're all going to critique the new Kendrick album or new J. Cole album. I think platform though, because you did have opinions about the. Well, Rihanna. me, because I'm a dancer, but not like, what like why aren't dancers criticized online? Like by general public, I think. Uh, by general public. I mean, still so people mm. had opinions about the Rihanna. True. So when it's thing. on a big enough platform, yeah. they will. Yeah. 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 So no one's going to really delve deep into it. I feel like it. the critique is just from dancers about dancers at the moment. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Like if it. Let's say when the Olympics happens, there's going to be yep. more opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. True. From, from outside of dancers' perspective. Yeah. And also, I think maybe with music and comedy, people are more used to what it should look like. Mm -hmm. So they go, this didn't make me laugh or I didn't enjoy the sound of this. Yeah. I'm going to critique it. When the, people are used to seeing dance and going, like, I think it was cool. I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? It's hard to I think to it's going to be crazy. Like in, in two to three years, you're going to have people just randomly in a coffee shop just discussing yeah imagine just having like random people Ooh. just discussing b-boys that would like, be sick sunny about that person what did you think about that oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. His footwork was nice but you know he's a yeah. just some old like ladies yeah. in a coffee shop or something um sean another one for you Ooh. by name what are you doing or planning to do for others that you didn't have earlier in your oh. career responsibility so i think the question the way i interpret that is what are you gonna do, or what do you? What might you do that you didn't have for you that you're gonna oh, give? Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. Like you didn't have it, so you're gonna do it. If I think anything. I think the whole teaching and mentoring thing I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, there was no teachers around when I in the beginning for me. So um, definitely that's something that I've been doing and continue doing. Um, and also the work that I'm doing with Aim as well. Yeah, you know, they've 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 uh they've learned from me, and now they're also kind of teaching and doing their own yeah. thing as well. Say yeah. grandchildren. I said branching out. Oh, branching out. There's <laughs> like grandchildren, like there. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So Sick. just passing it on. That's it. Love that. How long have you been locking, Chandani? Okay, so there's two answers. I would say I've been locking with Sean since last year, Jan. Okay. And I've been locking badly by myself since 2000 something. 2000 something. 2000 something before my <laughs> Like 2021 or? 2000, no, like. 2004? 14. Okay. Not four. 2002? No. I was a baby. You might have been locking, I don't know. <laughs> locking baby. Some people say that, you know, that I was born dancing. I d you might be one of them. Dancing, not looking. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the last thing was... Uh, There's more. Yeah. Some believe that anything dance to a hip-hop or R&B song Ooh. is hip-hop dance. Can you speak about this? I mean, people have been speaking on about this for like the last 10 years or so. Um, specifically, Kashmir and other people like that. But uh, no, I mean, it, it's... Well, 
It's either a really simple answer or a really long answer. It's just really simple. Let's keep it simple. Um, it's it's not. <laughs> Done. Like, it's not if it's not. If you dance to funk music, it doesn't mean you're locking mm. or or you're popping or you're whacking or whatever. Yeah. Like, just because you're dancing to hip hop music, it don't mean it's hip hop dance. Yeah, there's like specific vi uh, vocabulary and stuff. And when it's just choreo, it's like you're not, well, you might be using vocabulary, but it's like you're just doing tailor movements yeah. like on the music. It doesn't yeah. yeah, automatically make it the thing. Although there's maybe a whole other podcast worth of conversation about the music inspiring moves and then at what point do they become vocabulary? And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at some point there are new moves that you start doing to music that aren't considered vocabulary, but if enough people do them and they become social enough, they become part of the vocabulary. So then, do you know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. something along that of like, if enough people start putting move, like a, a lot of the new hip hop social dances, you know, but um, I think that is Jen is home. But yeah, I think that's everything for today. Um, unless you guys have any last words. March 18th, 19th, AIM Connective, edition to 1v1 Hip Hop, 1v1 Puffin, put in your diaries. Locking Workshop with Sean, maybe, maybe coming at some point. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Hopefully, Bollywood Workshop. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, yoga. Resist. Yoga Workshop. Resist. Um, no, nothing. It's not me. Nin 19th of July, premiere of my new work. Let's go at Messam's Wiltshire. Yes. Woo, what's the work called? Rudra. Look it up, Google it. I'm not going to tell you what it means. <laughs> um, solo? Um, a, a trio. Ooh, with? Ooh. With um, Adya Shastri, a winner of BBC Young Dancer 2021. Oh, let's go. Um, and Mitun Gill, a very good Catholic dancer. Lovely. Um, looking forward to seeing it. Thanks. And then too. anything else? Oh, and me. I'm in it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think we assumed that you were the third. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any, anything else upcoming for you? Um, any oh, other yes. things? Oh, yes. Breaking convention. I don't know what date. 30th of April. Me, oh, I don't know. In uh, With Justin Liacher and Evion. Oh, you're and, doing it? And with, with Sasha. Oh, so if Come you listened when we reviewed uh, Back to the Lab, the guy, Justin, or Justin, if you're reading it and you're Justin. English. Justin. But you probably would have said in your head, Justin. And then when you say Justin, people will say, I don't know Who? any. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that guy. But yeah, so you're doing Breaking Convention main stage with him? Yes. I don't know main stage, probably. I don't know. Well, yeah, they're not going to put him yes. in, the, in the. Yes. With, well, he's choreographing. I'm dancing with Evian. Oh, he's not dancing. Evian and Sasha. Uh, Sha did. Yes. Yeah. Um, Justin's not dancing. Justin. No. Ah, cool. Justin, Justin. Uh, I'm Justin. hoping to get him on the pod when he's back. Um, That'd be cool. He is a dope ass motherfucker. Yeah, really cool. um, all right. Thanks everyone for listening. Okay. Um, love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for the questions. We love when people ask questions. And please, if you have any things to add or opinions that disagree with ours, or if you really, really love the dancers for the Alicia Keys performance, um, please put it in the comments and uh, follow the capsule on put Instagram. Some content out. Put some locking content out. Yeah. Follow Sean Plague on Instagram <laughs> and Sean Plague Creates is your yep. other page. You, what's your Instagram that you actually want people to follow? Chandani G. Chandani G. Yeah, not because I'm cool, but because my last name, first name, first letter of my last name. Ah. Yeah. Not I always thought it was like Chandani IG, like, because this is your oh, IG. Oh, no, it's Chandani 
G. Ah, because you're a G. Um, yeah, cool. And see you all next week. And goodbye. Thank you.